1: All right, happy Sunday, kids. It's the Brewing Network, and welcome to the Sunday Brewcast Show. My name's Brewcaster Jay. With me in the studio today is a full lineup of homely-looking brewers from all <laughs> over the Bay Area, everybody. It's it's unbelievable, the crowd we have in here today. Got Sean O'Sullivan co-hosting with us from you 21st doing? Amendment. Sean O'Sullivan's co-host himself is Steve, his assistant brewer. I love it when a co-host brings <laughs> hey his own co-host. I <laughs> think that's awesome. He's trying to keep everybody employed. And then, of course, Steve, the co-host, 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 is Roger from Drake's is hanging out with us today. Hello, everyone. How's it going? It's cool, man. A whole lineup of people in here. And then the great Jamil Zainashef, who is the co-host of all co-hosts.
0: Also helping us out in the
1: studio. Hey, how today. you doing? Jameel even brought his Twenty First Amendment shirt to suck up a little bit.
0: <laughs> see that, Sean? Yeah, I saw that. It's uh, it's it's awesome to see it on him. Actually,
1: <laughs> one of the the best brewers in homebrew wearing a two one a shirt. That's pretty. Cool. I'm honored. Giants won in the bottom of the ninth. Everybody, I know you were all holding your breath. Just wanted you to know it was almost over until we hit one out of the park to tie it up, and then won it. In the bottom of the night.
2: Lucky Giants. That's
1: right. Everybody's Easy. happy.
0: Yeah, luck has nothing to do with it. We're almost out of IPA. We're actually almost out IPA, too, so I'll be calling you soon, Roger.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Screwing up my forecast again.
0: Roger,
1: how's brewing been going over there at Drake's? You guys get a new kettle or what? <laughs> we
4: did get a new kettle.
1: Did you really? You had to get a whole new one?
4: No, actually, we just got a new bottom.
1: Can I rehash this just for a sec? Do you mind?
4: I prefer that you not. But it's uh, you're you're <laughs> your to it, Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: So, uh, accidentally at the at the Drake's Brewery, the heat got left on in their kettle for hours with nothing in the bottom of it, and melted all of the w- melted all the welds. Right?
4: Yeah. Basically, it just destroyed the whole bottom of the kettle.
1: And you thought you guys were going to have to get, like, a whole new kettle, it was looking like?
4: It was looking like that, and actually the price that we ended up paying probably couldn't, uh, could not couldn't have gotten us a new kettle. Oh, is that right? <laughs> but uh, logistically, you, you just can't get it in the, uh, in the building. Okay. managers are in the way, blah, 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 so we had to uh, take the second route, which was uh, get a whole new bottom.
1: How long were you down without being able to use that kettle? Uh, ten days. How long? How many batches did you have to brew to make up for being down ten days?
4: Uh, we were back up online on a Wednesday, and yeah. by Friday we had done eight eight brews. Wow! So, holy cow! Yeah, it was it was pretty much go time.
1: That's like thirty seven brews a day, right? I'm not very good at math, but it's something like that. Thirty seven brews a day. Yeah, you had to brew thirty seven times a day to do eight batches between Wednesday and Friday. Never mind, Roger. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously yeah. it, Ma- worse Just, at math than me because he's like, yeah. "Well, wait, uh, wait. let me see. No, there's, there's one. We did uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm lost hmm. <laughs> Well, glad to see you're back on track and
4: uh, Yeah, well, we've been busy ever since We've got all kinds of good stuff coming out soon so. That's good.
1: All's well that ends well It's yeah. a tax write-off now It's tax yeah. season, you write that sucker off, right? Yeah, well, you know They probably made money on that mistake Don't you worry about it, Roger <laughs> I'm sure that it, it worked out well for them <laughs> Today's show, we're going to talk about a couple of different things uh, For the first time, we're going to try to have a split topic show. I don't know how well it's going to work out. Usually it takes us four hours to get through one. But I got a feeling we're going to be able to cruise through these two. I could be totally wrong. We'll see what happens. We'll let the listeners decide how it goes. The first thing we're going to talk about, starting at about five thirty, is Belgian beers. And we've had discussions about this in the past, but sort of in brief and never had a real good one about it so we're going to have a, a big discussion about it today because both sean and jamil have recently come home from bruges is that right bruges? yeah well
0: um we w- i was in belgium all over belgium uh and we were in bruges and okay. uh, and also uh brussels and uh, all these other locations steve was actually back there as well we were back there for this uh for this festival called the Zythos festival which is uh first week of march and uh it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, drank a lot of Belgian beers. And yeah. Steve had some unique experiences as well, going to Canteon and everything. So was yeah. that
1: unique experiences? Unique. Steve, did you have any unique experiences? No, I, I didn't have
5: any unique. <laughs> Wrong country, so. I guess. You did have some unique ones, though. Indeed. There was also um, the Night of the Great Thirst, which is a Lambic festival that was going on the same time, which was a, a great event as
1: well. That's a cool name. It sounds like something very dramatic. The Night of oh, the, the Great the Thirst.
0: They <laughs> wear, like, chainmail or something and show up with a big helmet on. and Yeah. There's jousting. There's jousting involved. That's awesome. Drinking
1: and jousting, I'm sure, go well together. That would be a lot of fun.
5: <laughs> it's a great time.
1: So we're going to have these guys talk about some of the of the favorites that you had over there. And, and I want some real descriptions here. I rushed poor Jamil through it last week because we had a lot of things to get to. And this week I want to get some real specifics about the beers that you had, where they're from, some of the, the characteristics about them, and, and talk about that. And get Jamil to help us out on the homebrew side of Belgium. So if you've got any questions, please get them ready. You can hand them to Dan in the chat room, just hit the chat now button right on our main page. Or, of course, you can call 888-401-BEER. That'll get you through to us, or you can Skype us at the Brewing Network. So tons of ways to ask us questions today if you want to know about Belgians. And then, for our split topic, we're going to move on to part two of our pro-brewer discussion. If you tuned in last week, Peter Zine from L. Smith talked to us all about uh, opening up a brewery. And the way he did it was he bought an existing brewery. He was working in there, and, and the guy was selling, and he got in on it and gave us some great information last week about how you jump into a brewery that's uh, already established. So what I thought we'd do with Sean today is is Sean kind of started from scratch and oh, opened yeah. up uh, yeah. the 21st Amendment. Plus, it's not just a brewery, but a brew pub. Yeah. So a little different perspective we might get, although there's some similarities that we'll talk about, and uh, you can uh, any questions you have about that, like how much is in Sean's wallet right now, for example, <laughs> if you want to know anything like that, get ready, and uh, you can ask Sean all sorts of questions about opening your own brew pub. And Sean too uh, has just an awesome location, which is, is another thing I think we should talk about when we get to that discussion. He's in downtown San Francisco and right down the street from the brew pub, uh, from the from the ballpark rather. Yeah, just um, two blocks away. So it's, it's a very cool thing. I've been there a few times and it's always busy. So uh, obviously something right about uh, having a good location and good beer. So we'll talk about all that. Get your questions ready. And then we got what, we got four guys in here that could play stump the brewer today. Really? I, I think that there should, be not, awesome. there should not be a question that could stump the brewer in the house today.
2: Are we going to have prizes if so?
1: Well, all I have that I know I can give away is some uh, I have some hops to give away from, from B3, which is actually courtesy of one of our listeners because he won them already and then donated them back so let's, we could give them away. Okay,
2: let's do the hops and a bottle of my beer and a bottle of your beer. <laughs> so that they can compare. Yeah,
1: <laughs> great idea.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I will give away some of your beer. We're not I giving away. Try, I I want to try your beer, Daniel. I've <laughs> heard right. about it. I've been sort of the chat on it says so it's uh, be kind of interesting to try. And you're going to brew we'll like see. you're we'll gonna, try it you're today. only brewing your you're brewing the same batch until you get it right, is that right? Yes. Okay.
2: Until I get it perfect. Which
0: means awesome.
1: you have to give some some, you know, some honest and and definitive feedback about it
0: today. But
2: be don't be too harsh. No, no. I always start off with yeah.
0: uh I always start when anytime anybody brings a beer, a, beer, a home brewer brings beer and I always... Praise it, and then you kind
6: of—it's wet. <laughs> it's carbonated.
0: It's <laughs> got a wetness factor here of about six point three seven. Got it in the glass. Very good. I love the
1: wetness factor. Yeah. Daniella has good wetness factor in her beer. In her beer. God damn it! What's wrong with you? Hey, you guys had a fundraiser. Was it last week? You did a fundraiser at the two one a.
0: Yeah, we did a fundraiser for the Glen Hay Falconer Foundation, which is a. Uh, which is a uh, it's the name for a brewer, uh, uh, Glenn Falconer, who used to be the brewer at the Wild Duck up in Eugene, Oregon, and he uh, passed away uh, suddenly uh, a few years back in a car accident. And his brother Quentin and uh, his wife Yuko started this foundation, and it's basically a brewing scholarship uh, foundation. And they uh, they'll have uh, recipients uh, that ma- actually it's been mainly. Uh, uh, craft brewers are, uh, uh professional brewers but now i think they're getting into uh home brewers there's actually a home brewer element to it so they raise money throughout the year and then people apply for these uh scholarships and um and then they get to go to it's either uc davis i believe this year or and in the past it's been siebel so nice it's actually kind of a ni- nice little thing he was a great guy too glenn is actually good friends with uh john mayer up at uh rogue and they even named a beer after him and that's great so we had this big fundraising event where that was a beer that was called the legacy project that was uh brewed up at walking uh walking man brewing company up in oregon Mm -hmm. by the recipients of the past scholarship from three different breweries they kind of collaborated on it and made it and they sent down a couple kegs and then we uh, basically sold the beer and all the proceeds went to the foundation. So it was a lot of fun, actually. That's great. Yeah. And can
1: anybody uh, apply for the scholarship?
0: You know, I, I know that uh, there's been talk about changing it. Uh, anybody can, I think. Um, I think okay. I think mainly it's, it, in the past, it's been centered on pro brewers, but I do know that there's been some discussion about having uh, home brewers uh, be able to participate. But uh, if you do a search, if you Google the Glen Hay Falconer Foundation, you should be able to find all their All all the information. But they also do a a festival up in Eugene called the Sasquatch Festival, Hmm. which is, uh, I think that is in, uh, I think it's July, sometime in July. It's a lot of fun, too, so... That's a good thing. Uh,
1: we're a bunch of tree huggers here at the Brewing Network, so it's always good to hear about uh, foundations and charitable events and giving yeah. away
0: money. Well, I got involved with them actually. I'm on the selection committee, so uh, if you guys want to send your money to me, I maybe I can do something good for you there. Do not <laughs> send your money to Sean. I tell you right now. And uh, it, I, I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years now, so I've. Uh, I, when they approached me to be on this committee, I was like, mm-hmm. wow, it's like kind of giving back in a lot of ways. And I'm not to get kind of sappy now and start hugging trees, but um, as you said, <laughs> but it was just kind of it was a nice opportunity to kind of give back to the to something that's given me so much so
1: yeah you just brought your assistant brewer so you'd have someone to hug today didn't you? <laughs> i was gonna hug you actually <laughs> Justin. no hugging <laughs> there you guys have a no hug rule no that no, that no rule number three in the brewery
5: <laughs> yeah. he's, he's actually like,
0: fridays
1: <laughs> are hugging days she's <laughs> so like i'm happy to be, i'm really happy you've asked me to be your assistant brewer can yes, we have a no, I hugging no rule?
5: longer work on fridays <laughs> <laughs> it's off on fridays i like hugging
1: fridays that's funny. I wonder if the beer comes out different on Hugging Fridays.
0: Oh, it's different,
1: Justin. <laughs> it's very, very different. Wetness factor is a lot higher. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, tree hugging and, and good events, uh, Mr. O'Sullivan and Roger, you too. You guys heard about this um, this this deal about American Craft Beer Week that the uh, Brewers Association is pushing for.
4: Is it a week or a month? I thought it was a whole month. No, they're
1: going for a week. Let's see. It's Yeah, they're going for May 15th through the 21st to be the uh, a week. I think they figured they ought to shoot low and then maybe kind of boost it
4: later. <laughs> well, uh, isn't July American Beer Month?
1: It is American Beer Month, but it's not official. That's only been, like Brewers or whatever this organization was. It wasn't even the BA, I think. Decided it's American Beer Uh, Month. Just like we could decide, you know, that April is the Brewing Network Month and then just sort of promote that, we're allowed to do that. Uh, which is a pretty good idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. <laughs> um, but they want to make this an actual, recognized by the government, the official day, uh-huh. uh, down in the books, or the official week, rather, of American Craft Brewer Week. And I, I did a bit about this on our Friday show. I just want to mention it again because it's really important. It's actually a House resolution. It's House Resolution Number 753, and it's a resolution that uh, is brought before the House of Representatives, and it needs to go on from there. But the only way that it can go on from there is to get 50 sponsors and those sponsors are in the form of your local representative and you need to call your local representative or send them an email and tell them that this is really important to you you guys put them there and and they know that the only way they're going to get back there is if they do what you tell them to do so tell them that it's really important to you about this American Craft Beer Week and uh, if you do that it will help get sponsors to pass this resolution and give us an official American Craft Brewers Week which is a good thing really what it does is it just kind of recognizes That craft beer is this huge part of uh, not only our culture, but increasingly it's a big part of our economy. And there's all sorts of statistics in here right now. Let's see. Um, Operating as a community based small business and providing employment for more than 33,000 workers, the craft beer industry does right now. Um, There are more than 1,300 craft brewers nationwide uh it talks about things about american brewers supporting purchasing uh, supporting farmers you know purchasing barley malt um, hops grown and processed in the US uh a bunch of things like that so it's it's really kind of recognizing the craft beer industry as a legitimate and uh, an important part of our economy and culture and i think it it'll go a long way for craft beer which of course then goes a long way for home brewing so please go to Beertown.org, look it up. They'll actually give you a link to who your local representative is and kind of do all the work for you. You just got to write an email to your local rep and tell them this is important to you. It's House Resolution 753. I read the whole thing on the Friday show. I'm not going to do it here.
0: but Yeah, Charlie uh, Papazian has been sending out a lot of emails to the Brewers Association Forum, which is uh, most craft brewers in this country are members of, and uh, he's been really pushing for it, uh, for us to write in Roger. And, uh... Uh, to get this thing going. so You can have someone else write it for you if you want, Roger. Get uh, Claudia to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Claudia does everything for me. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. I was over at your house last night. I saw that. You just sat there and go like, uh, can you get that for me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I can't believe a, it. The bag of chips is right next to him. Uh, Could you get me uh, a chip?
1: My beer is empty. Uh, where it. is she? <laughs> it's terrible. <Yeah.
3: laughs> uh,
1: the actual resolution is basically, uh, let's see. Says, resolve to the House of Representatives. Um, one supports the establishment of American Craft Beer Week as a celebration of the contributions that American craft brewers have made to the nation's communities, economy, and history, and commends American craft brewers for providing jobs, improving the balance of trade, supporting American agriculture, and educating Americans about the history and culture of beer while providing or promoting the responsible consumption of beer. As a beverage of moderation, which, of course, we don't do very well here at the Brewing Network, uh, but we do promote the consumption of beer, and that's <laughs> um, that's important, too, and every everything has its place, if you ask me. You can go to Beertown.org, like I already mentioned. You can also go to AmericanCraftBeerWeek.org, and both of those will give you information about how to support this resolution, which is pretty important pretty damn important and that's why i like the aha and the ba because they do things like this that nobody else does if they didn't do it we'd sit around uh, just drinking beer all day which is
0: which is fine for some of us yeah, there's nothing like organized beer drinking. That's what's important.
1: Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. is is that what all these organizations <laughs> That's what it's all are for? And all the festivals exactly. and everything else. It's really just organized. It's, just, it's 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 like when you were 15 doing the beer drinking games and all that kind of stuff. It's just that on a larger. scale. It is. It really
0: is. It's the adult form of drinking you games. You can see Charlie Papazian in some event with a big beer bong or something. Is <laughs> yeah. that what you're getting at here? Yeah, <laughs> like
1: the three tiered beer bong. It's got uh, Papazian, Gary Glass, and uh, I don't know some other
0: bigwig there. Right?
1: <laughs> We're like drinking out of the same bar, Ray, Ray Daniels. <laughs> Sean, what's with the beer bottle? Yeah. All right. Uh, before I get to the news, I want to talk about something interesting. This was posted on our forum and at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can go to our forum and join that. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, somebody posted that, I guess, Michael Jackson, not the uh, molester but the drunk, um, <laughs> Was on Conan O'Brien. Beer writer. Did any of you see this this deal where did Michael Jackson anything? was on Conan O'Brien? I,
5: I saw it too. You Steve, did, Steve. Steve you saw it, saw it too. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Michael Jackson,
5: uh, <coughs> shares my least favorite beer in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll talk about that. I have a clip of that, too. I pulled out a couple clips for you guys. It's real interesting. I'm going to go ahead and out on a limb here, and uh, I've never met Michael Jackson myself. Uh, he's the beer hunter, by the way. I'll give him a plug because I'm going to make fun of him a bit, so why the hell not? <laughs> you can go to, I think it's beerhunter.com. He's the guy, if you join the uh, Beer of the Month Club, he's the guy who, who writes you the little letter or Whatever they put his picture on it, I suppose. And writes you the letter about the beer. He goes down and hunts out the beer of the month and all that business. And he's, you know, pretty much the most famous beer critic in in beer. Um, and, he, and he travels the world just trying to find great beer. And the, everything I've heard about the guy is that he, he's really kind of a
0: drunk. Like, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're, we, we have to we have to actually compliment him because Please he do. comes to our places. But oh, that's great. Uh, well, I mean, he he, does you, he get you, you do meet him, and he is he is he do, he does seem like he. He's half in the bag half the time, yeah. and, but he's he drinks so much. Uh, it's it's really kind of amazing, and he always has. And don't ever do this to him, but everybody does it anyway. Everybody goes up to him at these events and always says, uh, "What's your favorite beer?" It's like you can He just gets it over and over again. But I got a funny. Right. I'll give you a really funny quick uh, Michael Jackson story. So he, go, he was, He's in town. He, this is years and years ago at the Twenty First Amendment. He rolls through, and I, and I'm supposed to meet. him. the guys from realbeer.com Com come in, and uh, they sit down and. Um, and he's there, and and I thought, all right, I'm gonna meet Michael Jackson. But then they wanted to taste all the beers, so all the beers are out there. And he gets his notepad out, and I'm like, shit. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Um. So I sit down, and I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm sweating like you wouldn't believe because it's you know Michael Jackson. And he starts asking me questions, and I'm uh and I'm and I and I don't recall everything because I, I don't have like my notes in front of me for the beers and all that. And he's saying, well, what kind of hops? And I'm like, oh man, I think. it's and, – and, <laughs> and then it's like, and then what's the wrap? And I'm like, ah, ah, and he goes. And he goes it's okay if you don't know. And I was like, yeah. oh man, this is like, let me, my, like, <laughs> let me get to
4: one of my uh, five assistants, maybe they know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, it was just one of those times where it's like your one moment where you're supposed to shine. Yeah. With this celebrity beer, you know, writer, drinker, and I just was like, and I've actually done the same thing with Sean, and
1: I'm not a celebrity, beer anything, and I'm over there going, so, oh, this is a good beer, what's in it? And Sean, oh, all the time, Sean, you're like, no, really, I don't know. Really? Yeah, okay. well, you, you know. give me, like, a rough idea. Just uh, uh Steve uh, Steve <laughs> Tail malt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean's like, well, there's definitely Hops. some yeast in there. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> zero, zero, one. <laughs> it happens, it happens, you
0: know. I know we had to
5: put... five percent
1: sp- I know I saw Steve putting a lot of water in. I, I get
0: the memos on the recipes sometimes. <laughs>
1: well, this guy, and, and look, I, like I said, I've never met him. you got to assume if he's going around tasting he, everybody's you know. beer, look, I'd be the same. But he's also funny because he's uh He's kind of your true sort of lazy-mouthed Brit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, here I'm not making fun of Michael Jackson. I'm making fun of the lazy-mouthed Brit in general, where you just get kind of slurry as low as i got like 50 beers here, i got to try a beer. And he's kind of <laughs> like, he like throws all the words together. And you can really see this on Conan, too. And Conan's cool. He's, he's one of my favorite, like, uh, nighttime... You know, host guys, he's, he's, he's pretty good with his guests, especially when they come in kind of drunk. So, couple of clips here, <laughs> uh, introducing Michael Jackson to you off of the Conan O'Brien, uh, thing. And then I'm gonna, I've got some interesting deals about how, uh, we do a tasting here every week. We don't have one this week, but, uh, <clears throat> Jamil, you, you'll be able to help me out with this. Some of our tastings we do here, I'm just going to say it, they're disastrous. And uh, it's like pulling teeth for me trying to get information out of the guys tasting these beers here. And I want you to note, Jameel, and you listeners at home, how uncanny the similarity is between Michael Jackson doing a tasting and Dr. Scott doing a tasting on our show. Uh, Odd that they're both sort of slurry and drunk and... um, (laughs) Okay, let's see. Why don't we start with this? Uh, let's see. What was my number one here? This is Michael Jackson on Conan O'Brien about tastings. Uh,
7: how much uh,
0: beer would you say you have in a day on average? Well, you know, there was,
1: there's
8: been the odd day when I've sampled 100 in a day. 100 beers in a day? Yeah, just sample them, you know. Yeah, I know. Drink them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, a, that's a libel.
1: I don't drink them. I just right. Sample. You just sample them a yeah. little bit. Yeah, That's a bloody lie. I don't drink them. And so that's sort of a doc thing right there. They're just samples. Uh, uh, okay. Let's just assume that Michael Jackson is only sampling them. What does a 100 samples in a day end up being? If it's a what, a one, two-ounce sample? Holy smokes, that's yeah. that's a good amount of beer right there. It's almost getting up there where, you, where you're drinking. Yeah, at, it's huh? close to me. He's not quite there, but he's working on it. Yeah, uh, I think uh, his samples were closer to 50 centiliters. So. Yeah, well, and you can see him. If you go watch this clip, it's on the beer radio uh, section of our forum. When he actually pours a sample... It's, it's a half a glass. I mean, it's not just a, a tiny uh, taste, as he likes to call it. All right, so here's a little more, and, and the, the similarities get even closer to Dr. Scott here about his tasting <laughs> right here.
0: Okay, and what is it you're looking for in a beer? Taste. I- <laughs> so I'm, I'm so
9: sorry good. I yeah. Uh, now, but,
1: Jamil, is that not what I get around here sometimes? It's like, uh, I got Doctor Scott here. Up. I got a, I, yeah, I got a panel of experts here, and I'm going. So, what does that taste like? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Help me out. Where is that on your palate? Right there. <laughs> In the mouth. <laughs> yeah. And what are the characteristics? It's wet. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what I end up getting here. I feel bad for Conan because he's he's doing this. He's trying to get a good thing out of this guy. What do you look for? Oh, I look for taste. I just want a little bit of taste. <laughs> All right. Now, here is where he really mimics Dr. Scott in talking about what his, uh, his worst beer is. And not just in naming the beer, but you'll see how it mimics what we've done here. Our list of sponsors we can cross off.
0: What's your least favorite beer? In Corona. Corona. Mm. Really? Mm. You don't like Corona? <laughs> cor- well, Is Corona advertise on this show? Oh, they do. I disagree with you. Corona <laughs> think Corona's magnificent. Why don't you like Corona?
8: Because it just tastes like uh, corny sort of water, you know?
0: That's great. They'll be happy that I followed up with, why don't you like it? <laughs> <laughs>
8: well, I guess I won't be on the show again. But, yeah. On
0: the show again. I don't
1: think Corona will be back. Now, I'm not going to rename the exact beer that we did the same thing with, but basically, we we, ad- we announced the beer and uh, Dr. Scott, you know, cracks it open. I think yeah. we got Gary Glass on the phone, who's like friends of the brewery that were tasting the beer that week. Dr. Scott takes his first week, uh, his first taste, and he goes, Tastes like ass. <laughs> oh
6: my God.
3: <laughs> now, it's like, see, shit.
6: That's what I'd understand. They didn't like fat tire. But they like Corona. I mean, come yeah. on.
1: Go figure. You guys. We're trying to, and, and it, it it is a delicate balance what we do here because we want to be honest about the beers we taste. We also don't want to never be able to ask anybody to sponsor us again. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and this is like what's happened to like poor Conan right there. And the uh, same thing has happened to us. So I just thought that that was uh, really interesting. Uh, I'll give you one more clip here from Michael Jackson on Conan O'Brien.
8: You know, there's so many people out there that drink beers that just taste of nothing, whatever, and they think, This is a great beer. Taste of nothing.
0: By the way, uh, Mr. Justin, I think your fly is open. Uh,
3: It's true, it was.
0: uh, How many beers did you have today?
8: I was really hoping you weren't going to mention that.
0: I just did you a favor. Right. On, it, buddy. You have a taste. Yeah. So he kinda he doesn't oh my
1: God. I don't want to say that he stumbled out, but he's real sort of like messy. Yeah,
0: he's you know, he's yeah. like Lint or
1: something. Yeah, he's got like you know, his ties like off to the side, his shirt's kinda undone. And yeah, big wide open fly. You see like right when he because sit, he sits down and then he sort of slouches back in the chair uh, and like God. opens everything up, right? And I uh, and I guess he thought it I best, best not it. to reach down to his Check crotch police. and, and uh. pull up the zipper. <laughs> Oh, man, it was good stuff, though. It was <laughs> he's just, so he goofed on him the he's whole like, time. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and John Lovitz was sitting on the couch next to him, kind of right. goofing the same way. Like, uh, they got a lineup on the coffee table in front of him there of all the beers that he brought to taste. And uh, every time Michael Jackson's reaching, he's kind of stumbling. And I don't know, he's got like a shaky head thing. Like Parkinson's or something? Yeah, or, he's got like. It's called DT. Yeah, and it is, or palsy, or something. I don't know what. it yeah. I don't. I don't want to call him out because maybe yeah, he does maybe have one of these things, on. and I and I, and then I don't want to make fun of it. But I am going to point out that on top of his accent and his lazy speech, and then his head bobbling back and forth the whole show, he really looks hammered on this thing. You know.
0: Good God! Yeah. What What are the beers they drank besides? Uh,
1: I know that the first one they had was Golden Shower. Which which went over? They did a funny bit about that, but uh, yeah, Dogfish Heads, Golden Shower, their Imperial Pilsner, they tasted first. Which Conan gave kind of a reaction that wasn't exactly the best review you would ever give. Uh, he he takes a sip of it and he goes, "Yep, that's beer." And that, that was it. It's the only thing he had to say about it. I've heard good things about their their Golden Shower, their Imperial I've Pilsner. I never had it either. I've heard good things. I was looking for it today at at, at the Bevmo, but didn't find it. And I don't know what the other ones I hear
0: he thinking. had uh, some beers from Pizza Port or something like that. Didn't he have like. There was some discussion, I remember, in the forum where Tom Arthur was going to have his stuff there.
5: He uh, was there, but he didn't actually <clears throat> showcase it. I right. Think he did a Phantom. Chocolate beer. That's what it was. Thank you. That was the other one they the tasted. Smoked bog. Yeah, yes. Smoke That's right. Those are the two ones. They
1: did a smoked one, which they, they actually did do a discussion about and they said, you know, how do you get that smoked out of it? And then they did the chocolate one, which Conan was disappointed that he didn't taste any chocolate. <laughs> and it's funny, here's what's cool about our show is that when you interview guys like this and they give an answer, our listeners know what they're talking about, right? Conan's got no clue. So he asked about the chocolate one, you know, which he says it doesn't taste like chocolate. He says, So is there chocolate in it? Yes. And, and Michael Jackson he knows what he's talking about he says no there, there's no chocolate in it at all and they're like well why would they call it a chocolate and he says well there's chocolate malt there's a malt called a chocolate malt and they they put that in there which everyone here knows about and Conan's just dumbfounded i think he asked twice cuz he didn't know he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't uh, couldn't get it that there's no chocolate in a chocolate beer but hey good thing because uh, a little more exposure to to people who don't know that kind of thing
0: yeah but you know it. it is kind of but it's also the same time i mean it, it, Michael Jackson does seem like the kind of guy he, he's a writer he's not probably like a guy that you'd want to see on TV right. or, or radio, maybe, to, for the most part. So you've got to do something. you got to have fun with it. So they probably just, you know, decide they'd goof on it a little bit and have fun with it. But I can't... I, I didn't see it, but I, I can imagine, like, Conan's kind of like a... You know, kind of a hyper guy, kind of you yeah. know talks really quickly, and and yeah. then having Michael Jackson there, who's kind of like part of the furniture totally in some way, back. yeah, yeah. bobbing he his head back and like, forth, like yeah,
1: Conan's like, welcome. thank you. Brought you six beers, we go. Some things, good boy." It's
0: like a Simpsons episode, wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he's been on before. It's like his second uh, visitor. See, we'll be doing that tomorrow, uh, which actually, God, I gotta take a break. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk about Johnny P. got to do that. There's lots of questions and rumors going around. Sean O'Sullivan thinks I killed him and and stuffed him (laughs) in my trunk. It's not true. So I'll give you the lowdown on what's up with Chicken Boy and uh, why we have so many co-hosts lately when we come back. All your questions will be answered right here on the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewcasters the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network Saving your life one beer at a time. Yes, sir. You're right back on the Brewing Network. The number is 888-401-BEER. If you have any questions, we're going to start talking Belgians here real soon with all the fellas. we got Sean O'Sullivan from 21st Amendment. Also, from the 21st Amendment, we got Steve. Steve, what's your last name? I don't want to keep just calling you Steve. McDaniels. Steve McDaniels. Now you can look him up and send your hate mail. And we also got Roger from Drake's. And Roger needs no last name. He's just Roger. There we, <laughs> there we go. And Jameel's hanging out with us, helping out, too. And, of course, the lovely Daniela will be working the chat room for you. You can join it by pressing the chat now, button, how's it going over there, Danielle?
2: It's going great,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. everybody
2: happy in there today seems like
1: okay, very good. It was a bit of a ghost town this morning when I did the blues show. Everyone was sleeping in from drinking last night or something, so I didn't know what the deal was gonna be tonight.
2: It's tax season,
1: yeah, everyone's doing their taxes
2: and angry as you are <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got I try, I sat down trying to do my taxes last night. Oh, first why time why? I've had to do my taxes as a business owner. Fuck that. That's all I have to say, man. I, was, I gave up. I'm going to do the old file for an extension <laughs> and then hand it off to somebody else. Good times. Yeah, not fun. What do you do, Sean? You, you don't do any of that. You hand it off to your accountant, right? Yeah, we
0: have an accountant that takes care of it. And
1: you just like send them a folder and they do yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly. And you don't care. You don't have to worry about no. it. No. And they do your personal taxes, too.
0: They just started doing it this past year. And it's funny because I, uh, I haven't turned it into him yet. And I talked to him on Friday and he said... Yeah, we'll see what we can do. And then I learned that I'm at, then I learned from Roger that the, the craft brewers conference is this week, not next week. Oops. And uh that was a, that's a that's a whole other half hour show there. Sean's yeah. uh, a walking calendar. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was gonna say, how do you not
0: know when yeah. the Well, I, it was one of those things where I just I, I was like, uh what? And uh so I'm leaving on Wednesday and I'm coming back on Saturday, which is I think Saturday's the deadline. So okay. I think I get in at like four o'clock and I'll r- rush over and yeah. sign the forms and then mail it off. Yeah, I'm definitely filing for an extension. What a pain in the ass. It is. It really And for a partner,
2: it really is even so much worse. It's unbelievable what I have to go through. Yeah. They sent me like 50 papers just to prove that I exist here in the United States. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: Did they prove it?
2: Nope. Not yet.
1: <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah, tax season's not fun. So maybe that's where everyone is today. But those of you who are hanging out, uh, feel free to contact us with your questions right here at the Brewing Network chat room or 888-401-BEER. Simple as that. Okay. I got to go through this whole deal cuz like rumors are flying and questions are coming through. Uh Chicken Boy has not done the show with us for for a few weeks. And people think, oh, he's never going to be back. What happened to Chicken Boy? Chris Graham took his place. And none of that is true. Uh, it's basically just that uh, Chicken Boy is a busy guy, and he's got a lot of things to do. As far- the, the Brewing Network has been growing exponentially uh, over the past couple of months, and increasingly there's a lot of behind-the-scenes things to do, which involve uh, actually maybe getting some money in here so we can stick around. So he's kind of doing that sort of thing and, and, and working his butt off for the Jameel show, I guess. Uh, he actually... I hear Jamil reads like, I don't know, 13 books an hour or something to prepare for your show because he's got to make sure he can at least keep up a little bit with what you uh, throw out on that show. That's correct. It's 13 (laughs) or 14, something like that. An hour. John the Speed Reader. So, uh, he's kind of focusing on that. Uh, he will be back. And, and in the meantime, what we've decided to do uh, for a show format is we're going to rotate our co-host chair and get people like Sean to hang out with us. Chris Graham has done it for a couple of weeks. And, uh, there will probably no longer be a permanent third host of the show. It'll be Doc and myself. And, uh, and we're going to rotate out that third seat with, uh, with, with just other people. And some of them will be consecutive weeks. And sometimes we'll just throw somebody in there. You never know. And uh, Sean's nice enough to, to sign up. Up. He's going to do it to be here. every now and then. That should be good. He's got a little experience. They call him the beer guy. In, in, <laughs> F, we, in FM go. radio, he's the beer guy. Meanwhile, I want to point out that everybody who works at the 21st Amendment that's in the studio right now is drinking a. a, a, a one of them is drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon, and the other one's slamming a, a tall boy a Coors Light. <laughs>
5: It's the like assistant it. who's drinking the quality Pabst. Blues. You know, actually, Steve, he didn't call us out.
0: He didn't say our names. We could have just been in the dark. He was being kind. I would have done it later. Yeah. I know you would have, Roger.
1: Roger, you want to help me out here calling them a couple? of We're what, what a bunch of sissies you guys are. Wussies. We got a line of Belgian beers in the fridge, and you're drinking... Um...
0: Well, you know, you want to start with water. And then you want to build up, it. exactly. That's okay, Working I'm, I'm drinking Pacifico. So. <laughs> there you go.
1: At least that's sort of a craft beer. <laughs> this this is some what we weird drew, way. This one has a little bit
4: of hop to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a little darker yellow. He just held it up to the uh, PBR. Yes, uh, ever so slightly darker yeah. amber. It's, well,
4: it's the water from Mexico.
1: Yeah, the, the Pacifico is actually Mexican yellow, whereas the Pabst Blue Ribbon is more of a Midwest yellow. Yeah. Totally different yellows. By the way, if you're in an art and you want to
0: look those up, that's, you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> that those are two Already different then. things. <laughs> So, you know uh, what's interesting, though, is the Coors Light was in your fridge, Justin. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's where I got yeah, it. Yeah, let it be known that none of us brought these beers.
1: I <laughs> have an easy excuse for that. I have roommates who drink piss, and I tell them that all the time. And so you just stole my roommate's girlfriend's beer, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, Not
0: yeah. even my roommate. It was his girlfriend's beer.
1: Well, your, <laughs> roommate, needs get, beer. your, your
0: roommate needs to get a new girlfriend. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask. Do you guys buy this stuff on your own time?
0: Well, I mean, you wanna throw it out there? Last night we hung out and had a barbecue at uh, at uh, Roger's place and yeah. I brought I brought three different types of uh IPAs. I bought uh, what, Bridgeport, Lagunitas, and uh what was the third? Sierra uh, Sierra. Okay. And uh and, and then it and of, it's a banquet beer. beer. A banquet beer, of course.
1: <laughs> and it's everyone, a banquet beer. And uh, and, and, and everyone that's all just, I drank. That's all you drank. <laughs> you and know. did everyone else just stick to the course too? Uh,
4: I don't think anyone drank the beer that Sean brought. <laughs> you drank it. You, you drank it.
1: And, Steve, do you fill your fridge with a little PAPS? Um, whenever possible. Do. PAPS is a quality beer, right
0: up there with Corona.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson would disagree. I wonder if he likes PAPS. <laughs> if he an sure. Inter-
0: if he did, he'd probably answer it in one word,
1: though. <laughs> yeah, I swear
0: Radio that. death.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, there you go. Uh, John will be back, and our guests are sissies. That's the rundown up to now. Before we start talking Belgians, real quick, I just want to talk about uh, the health benefits of beer. Uh, I didn't get to my news today, uh, so I'll just do this with you guys. Um, uh, Feel free to answer out loud, any one of you all at the same time, whatever you say. Uh, Beer is good for your heart, true or false? True. False. False. What's wrong with you, Daniela? True! According to a Dutch study conducted by Dutch TNO Dutch. Nutrition and Food Research. <laughs> <Dutch study. laughs> <laughs> Daniela's like Dutch study. What? The, the Dutch don't. They're, 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 not, allowed no, exactly. <laughs> they're yeah. not allowed to be Exactly.
2: They're just not allowed to.
1: Which found that a known reference for predicting future cardiovascular disease, blood C reactive protein, declined by 35% after three weeks of regular beer consumption compared with levels after three weeks of drinking non alcoholic beer. The same study found. Levels of HDL or good cholesterol rose by 11 percent during the same period. Beer also contains vitamin B6, which prevents the buildup of amino acids called uh, whatever homo that has been linked to heart disease. Uh, All right, homo what? He said homo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, true or false? Beer is uh, beer will reduce the chance of stroke. True. Correct. One drink a day for women or two drinks a day for men will reduce your chances of strokes, heart, and vascular disease. Strokes, by the way, are the third leading cause of death in the U.S. and the leading cause of serious long-term disabilities. Um, It is said that light to moderate drinkers will decrease their chances of suffering a stroke by 20%. What kind of disabilities, like sore palms or what? I think so. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Going blind. How about uh, 100 drinks a day? True sure or false, you should give your grandma a beer. True. true. That's correct. It's true. Don't load her up with a beer bong yet or take her to kill a keg night at your local pub, but in moderation, beer has been proven to have positive effects on elderly people. Probably like making them nicer, I'm assuming. It helps promote blood vessel dilation, sleep, and urination. <laughs> hey, sometimes you have trouble urinating when you get old. Really? Sometimes you have it when you're young. Don't they make something for that? <laughs> Depends or something? Beer. <laughs> okay, true or false? Beer makes you funnier and more attractive to the opposite sex. False! <laughs> True. It's so false. <laughs> According to this study, it's false. It says, I'm sorry, oh, beer will not make you funnier, although it will lower inhibitions and may make your bad jokes seem funnier to your inebriated amigos. Oh, like lunch meat show. Yes. <laughs> in this state of lowered inhibitions, beer goggles can take over and make the four and a half at the end of the bar seem like an 11. You will see clearly again in the morning, sorry to mm. say. True or false, beer is both fat-free and cholesterol-free. True. True. Correct. Check the label. Nutritionally, a beer is similar to a can of soda in its calories and carbs. But your cola won't curb cancer. Okay, this one's my favorite. True or false? Beer is good for breasts. True. <laughs> it's <real>. it's true. True. <laughs> 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 like yeah. It is true. Research by scientists at the see, I I
6: do this. <laughs> uh,
1: come on. You read that book. Uh, uh, this one was at the Universidad de Porto in Portugal. Found that polyphenols in wine and beer. I want to be beer a researcher to, in Portugal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they found that beer appeared to significantly decrease decrease breast cancer cells. Oh really? Yeah. Numerous other exper- experiments have shown that certain polyphenols, mainly flavonoids, can protect against heart disease, and have anti-cancer, antiviral, and anti-allergic properties.
2: Now, is that a glass a day, or what is it?
1: Doesn't say. Probably. Eh, it just says drink. <laughs> <laughs> I just added that. That's me as a researcher. <laughs> I just have some.
2: <laughs>
1: true or false, beer could save the three blind mice. True! <laughs> it is true, Jamil. <laughs> Jamil.
2: The what? What can it save?
1: The three blind mice. I
4: have a feeling these are all true.
2: Who are these three blind mice?
1: You don't know the song? No. Three blind mice. Three blind mice. You don't know that? No. Must be an American song. Google it. It Yeah, Google that. (laughs) Well, it is true. Let's see. A bunch of people conducted a study that suggests beer reduced the incidence of cataracts in mice, but increased their propensity to go wild and get tattoos. That's what it said. Bad joke on the part of the author. Uh, the same cataract protection occurs in humans. It would be especially beneficial to people with diabetes. So if you have diabetes, drink. Uh, okay. And finally, beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. True. It is true. Benjamin Franklin said it, so it must be true. And there you go. Those are your official health benefits of beer, brought to you by none other than me on the Brewing Network. All from various like studies in Kenya and uh, Tasmania and uh, whatever other like you know places that they do lots of scientific research on beer. I saw a beer today at Bebmo from Kenya. Actually, it was brewed in Kenya from the Kenya Brewing Group. I was going to buy it, but I spent all my money on the Belgians already. Let me tell you something, O'Sullivan. Yes. You can corner the market on American Uh-oh. Belgians by making them goddamn affordable. <laughs> I, these are
0: some. Ex- it, it, it is an expensive endeavor to uh, to to find good Belgian beer, my friend. It's, you got to import them, and that's it. Gets passed from hand to hand to hand, and everybody wants a cut of it. So
1: the tariffs, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. On top of that,
0: Roger, those little bottles of Drakes.
1: What are those? What are they? Barrel aged beers from Drakes. You guys do.
4: Uh, yeah, the little 6 ounces.
1: And, and what's that's what they are. You, you've, you've actually aged them in, in bourbon barrels and things yeah, like that? Yeah,
4: bourbon barrel, brandy barrel. Got all kinds of barrels going right now.
1: And they're awesome, by the way. Uh, Roger gave us a a few samples a couple of times he's been in here. I, I really like them. It's the kind of it, – it's actually – it's the only beer that I'm okay buying in a small six-ounce bottle. Otherwise, I'd feel gypped normally. But you really do want to sip this one. You want to put it in a yeah. snifter and sip it. And, and they're it's, really good. It's not a lawnmower beer. It's you know. not. It's definitely a sipper. Like like seven ninety nine or something at the Bebmo. Sorry, <laughs> you got to talk to the guys there uh, up at. Well, the, you know where to get it. Big you guys, know, just give me a call. Well, that's what I did. I was about to grab one for us. I said, like, "Fuck that!" I'm just going to call Roger. <laughs> 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 this is my Michael Jackson impression. Fuck yeah! you a free Thank you. Good night. So, uh, it's expensive to get good beer, is, is, is the uh, bottom line here. And not just craft beer, but but when you get into the Belgians, it's it's even more expensive. Now, I, I also want to say, though, Sean, like, it's not just the imported ones that are expensive. Some of the American Belgians are up there, like, they
0: think, oh, we're allowed to put our price at eight bucks because their price is at eight bucks? Yeah, I think they're trying to price point it so that they're competitive with what the perception is of the beer. So, yeah. And also, there's a lot of other things that happen. I mean, the cost of those bottles are usually thicker. Uh, I know the beers from Malagash. The bottles come from uh, Europe, so they have to import the bottles themselves. So there's a lot of other things going on there, and they also they you know there's more stuff in there. The malt's are the malt bill's higher. There's you know there's all different types of ingredients in there. Yeah. And plus those, those beers have to sit around for so long. Right. So you can't re, you know you're you've you've got a lot uh, tied up with your investment so to speak.
6: Well, there's a lot more effort that goes into it. Yeah, you know yeah. we don't need to apologize for the price of you know uh, certain beers. You know not I'm just apologize to Justin. You know? You you know, I appreciate that. It. It, Justin's it. cheap. You know you, yeah. you is get is what I you pay for. You know that's why that's why you know well that remains to be uh, seen. I bought a bunch. So cheap, and that's why you'll find Belgian I, beer. Now, I'll take up.
1: all your insults, Jamil, Some but don't accuse up. me of the Keystone Light, my friend. I I drink better <laughs> beer than the brewers sitting in this room as, as of right now. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I
4: think, uh, you know, beer is one of those things that everyone thinks is blue collar, and, like, we're trying to get that
1: lifted yeah, a little bit. To raise and, it up.
4: You know, and it's supply and demand. You know, if you put a price on it, people are, and they have it, and they think it's good, then they're going to pay it. You yeah, know, exactly. It's just like, a you know, why are you paying more for a. Cabernet, right? As opposed exactly. to you know, why do they have top shelf, bottom shelf of uh, wines? You know, every other liquor.
1: Yeah, well, that's right a now. great. You know, that's an excellent point, and and it is a great idea to to actually have you know top shelf beer. You know, when in spirits, when you go to the bar, you got you got premium, you got top shelf, you got call, and you're right, it is a different price. If you order a rum and coke, it's four bucks. You order a Captain and coke, it's eight bucks. You know, it depends on what you do. So I don't mind that. And, uh, here's what, here's what my plan was. Cause I bought them anyway. I, I'm, I'm cheap, but I'm not stupid. I knew that I had to buy good beer, so I did. And what I'm hoping is that at the end, I will say the same thing Jamil just said in, in that, uh, you get what you pay for. So if we did not get what I paid for, I'm still gonna bitch about the price. But hopefully I chose some good ones, and we got some good Belgians here. Are you gonna show up at BevMo with half empty bottles? Yeah. And, hey! Uh, <laughs> this is
0: not worth it.
1: This, hey, whoa! This is,
0: you're stupid. Sorry, Keystone Lights over there. They, they
1: will
6: take it Thank back. You. <laughs> If you if you go in
1: and complain, they will take it back.
6: Do they really? Oh, Have you yeah.
0: taken beer back, Jamil? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to be a fly on the wall and see that happen. Yeah, actually. I,
6: I tell you, when when something's just foul and rotten, really,
0: it I goes just right we just that. I mean, what we do is we just dump it down the drain like that. Well, one I bought like a case, you know. Oh, okay. It was like
6: a it was uh, old, peculiar, and it was it was. I mean, it wasn't... I was going to say Drake. I know. A I was like, I was like we're all sitting here like... Uh, uh, yeah, just waiting for the bomb
0: to drop. It was the Drake's amber.
6: It
1: was old peculiar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you took the case back, Chaville?
6: Yeah, because it was, it was in horrible shape, you know, and... uh it, you know, I paid a, a premium price for it. Yeah, you know? and I said, hey, you know, this is this is well, that was Bevmo, really bad. Where was shape. it? Where was that? Bevmo, at? Bevmo Grove.
0: Okay. <clears throat> and what did and they, they say? Did they was, were they just like okay?
6: Yeah, they said, oh, okay. you know, sorry, you know, here, we'll we'll let the buyer know.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, did you right. Pl- Did you did you play the card? Did you say I'm Jamil? <laughs> From the BN. Yeah, by the way, I'm i didn't, I Jameel. didn't have to. I mean, they knew. <laughs> they have Jamil's picture on the wall. at I pulled that into most. my
6: parking space. That guy <laughs> is here.
1: <laughs> Straighten out my Pope outfit. Yeah, Jamil's uh, like, it's uh, amazing. High. The door's open for me automatically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they know that I'm coming. <laughs> what? I can't believe it. And I
6: hear music in the background. And it's, it's... They line
1: up the shopping carts right at the front so I can easily grab one. And yeah, the beer's on shelves. <laughs> (laughs) It's cool for me sometimes. (laughs) I'm allowed to walk right into the keg refrigerator. It's unbelievable. Well, I have had a lot of uh, not-so-nice things to say in the past about BevMo, and a lot of it has to do with... uh, you know, th- their storage of beer, and sometimes you get you get old-tasting beer. But i got good things to say about BevMo today. I had a hard time choosing between their selection of beer. They really had just a lot of awesome stuff to choose from. And then finding that beer from Kenya I thought was real cool. I was too cheap to buy it, but I uh, thought it was cool that they had it for next time, maybe. And just really a, a great selection of, of all kinds of beer. So I thought that was, was pretty well, sweet. Well, if something's
6: bad, tell them. They don't know. Yeah. No, they're not drinking the beer. They have no no clue about beer. Most of those guys.
1: That's true. They I have guys that uh, like that work in their back offices that do they the tastings it. for them. Actually, the guy at uh, at Beer Monkey. You can go to BeerMonkey.com. Uh, he's one of our uh, helps us out uh, with our Monkey. website and stuff like. That. Brew Monkey. Brew. Sorry, you're right. It's Brew, Brew Monkey. Dash but Monkey. Brew Dash Monkey. He's one of the tasters for them. And those little cards that are all on the shelf at Bevmo, so you can kind of read about what you're about to buy. He he writes some of those too. So he gets uh, basically he's a great gig because he gets all those beers for free because he's got do a write-up about him i think that's actually the only reason he works there
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it's a real luxury i mean uh, if if you don't have the luxury of having a a boutique little you know cool beer shop we got a few of them in san francisco uh in the east bay but um you know bevmo is a great spot to go to um to pick up those uh to pick up those odd bottles and i think actually i mean i sort of doing a plug here for them but they i think they also ship beer i think they'll ship beer for you as well
1: yeah, and and wine and all sorts of stuff. That's yeah. right. If you want to, if you're going to an odd place and you want to have it shipped to you, they they will do it.
0: Yeah. So definitely Bevmo. And are they just on the West Coast, or are they? I think
4: they're just in California. Yeah.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, uh, no, I think no, they're no, no, back no, no, east. Now, no, they too. are back
0: east. Yeah, that's right. They're back east also. Uh,
1: they're spreading out. They're making their move. They're making the corporate move, the big guys. All right. Why don't we start uh, tasting some Belgians and, and oh, talking about... Uh, I didn't get any of that. Let me, Here. What, 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 what one are you guys drinking we, right now? We Let's
0: got the uh, Brother David's uh, Double uh, uh, Abbey Style Ale from Anderson Valley. And uh, Did you get one, Jamil? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And uh, this beer is actually named for Dave Keene, who's the uh, proprietor of the tornado in San Francisco. Oh nice. Uh and there's a l- great little picture of him floating in water with a, m- a monk's outfit on. Um and uh they al- they also make another one for Jennifer's girlfriend. Uh, I think it's called Sister Jens. S- Sister Jen's. Oh, uh, is that right? I think it's a triple? Is it a triple? triple? Yeah. Really? I, I think know. it might be. Anyway, this is cool. a nice beer
1: now this one is out of California here and I bought it because as part of our discussion when we're when we're talking about Belgians today what I want to get to a little bit later is the difference between Belgians that are brewed here in the states um, or just outside of Belgium in general um, to, to Belgians that are, are brewed in Belgium and and what you guys are going for as craft brewers when you do that obviously as home brewers we go for whatever the hell we want to but <laughs> you guys uh, it's a little bit different so I want to compare that and that's kind of why I picked up this one uh, is this a new beer of theirs or They've had it no, for they've a while.
0: had it actually for a few years now. I think, uh, yeah, maybe five years or so, um, and. Uh it's nice. I like it a lot, actually. What do you think of really good. You're it's real sweet.
5: Big... Um, it tastes like beer. Tastes like beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, wet. No, it's beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody.
0: No, I like it. We'll it's see got a nice. It, it's got a nice sweetness to it. I mean, it's not. Uh, there's almost sort of sort of brown sugar kind of overtones to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a nice sort of Abbey yeast uh, aroma.
5: Um, it's I'm getting a lot of
1: banana off of
0: it.
6: Too. Yeah, yeah uh, there is some uh, banana
1: there. I'm getting banana and
6: uh, a lot of clove and, and brown sugar and. Uh, uh, the the alcohol has almost got carries like a plum yeah. Kind of note with it D- yes. really, 9% really alcohol 9% 9% nice. It doesn't Nine. taste
0: like mine. I do like it you know, It's it a yeah. little deceptive actually You're right It's got a little astringency On top of the tongue I think that might be from the yeast I think this beer right. is actually Bottle condition um, Almost
6: a touch of, touch of roast Very subtle roast In the background there
1: It's kind of yeah. a little drying as well It's really complex There's a lot of flavors I like,
0: I've not had this beer In a long time I really like it It's yeah, yeah, nice,
1: nice. I would recommend these kind of beers and, and especially ones that are as complex as this one where, where everyone's kind of, you see everyone picking out different flavor notes. It's, it's really, it's going to sound corny, but it's a good beer to drink with friends because really the best thing you can do is have everybody tell you what they taste and then kind of go looking for it. I think the more complex a beer, the better it is to get different opinions and, and point out those things. I wouldn't have said that plum flavor, Jamil, but now that you say it, I can, I can really taste that. It, you can, I can taste it in it. Nope. It is very you're sending subliminal messages to That's me. That's right, I control you. <laughs> it's th- these are definitely the kind of beers that you want to taste with people so that you can do that and get a lot of feedback. Unless, of course, you're Michael Jackson and then you
8: could taste all of yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a good one. Why don't we talk about a few of the Belgians that, uh, you, you know, the three of you had? And I mean, Sean and Steve, the two brewers from 21st Amendment and Jamil. Uh, when you guys were in Belgium, you want to pick out some uh, specific beers that are your favorites well, over there
0: there was one beer i remember uh yeah. steve when, uh, when steve and i were uh were over there uh we kind of were running all over the country and really didn't run into each other until we got to saint nicholas which is right outside of antwerp for the beer festival but there was one guy there johan uh at the, is it the Sh- it's is he makes a beer called schmiggy but it's uh, is it the schmiggy brewery
5: Schmiggy. Schmiggy is spelled the T, uh, apostrophe. brewery yeah, outside it's, of
0: bruges and uh, he he's got a really small system um and uh, he's kind of like the Michael Jackson, uh, or not the Michael Jackson, excuse me, the Brian Hunt of uh, Belgium, I think, in a lot of ways. He's kind of crazy looking, he, but he'll talk to your ear off about it. He's got a really small brewery. Uh, he's really <laughs> earnest about talking about it. I, I mean, like the crazy looking description of Brian Hunt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hunt from Moonlight, of course. Which yeah, is the Brian, great, R- Brian the Hunt brewery from brewery well, I
0: mean, What I mean is not so much like cr- he's crazy, but he's he's just kind of, he's, uh, he, he's earnest in what he does, and uh, you get the feeling that he does it all there. And he also imports his beer to... Uh, uh, to the U.S. In fact, we will be carrying uh one of his beers uh, that Steve brought back last time. Steve 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 goes to uh to Belgium like every three or four months it seems like.
5: Nah, every <laughs> six months.
0: <laughs> but uh he but the what was what was that one beer we had the uh, Calva Reserve it's the
5: uh, Smischi Calva Reserve yeah. In, uh, from Calvados barrels is what it's aged in.
0: And, uh, that was kind of a unique beer because it was, uh, really, it had a real nice malt complexity to it. It had, uh, it definitely had some spiciness to it. And, uh, but it had sort of that melt, uh, you definitely got the barrel aging off of
5: it. Yeah, definitely. And, you got a little bit of, um, some acetic, uh, vinegar qualities to it, some brown sugar out of it. Um, definitely a lot of wood coming out of that beer. But what else
0: did we try? We tr- also tried, uh, there was, uh, you went to the Cantillon open beer session. Uh, they do once a year uh, in Brussels.
5: Yeah, that was a, a great beer session. Um, the Cantillon brewery has an open brew session once or twice a year. And anybody who's uh, ever had a Cantillon knows that it's a very special type of lambic, very delicate lambic, um, probably one of the most traditional beers brewed in the world. Mm. Um, had all kinds of great beer there. We had some Faro, which is very, very rare to get. They, they only put it in casks there. They only serve it off of the cask. Had several new lambics that they have coming out. Um, uh, a great apricot lambic that I, I really loved and brought a couple of those back with me as but well.
0: But it was really interesting because you were telling me the story that, you know, you think of like Cantillon, you think of like a a Belgian farmhouse brewery as being out in the farmland somewhere, you know, rolling hills and all that. But this is like right in a Brussels suburb that... um, In somebody's basement. Well, it, no, no, it's like, it, it's, like a, it's, it's, an in industrial, it's an industrial part of uh, of, of Brussels and... I mean this is like a traditional lambic brewery so what they do is they they pump the the uh, the wort up to cool coolships uh, in the uh, is that right? Or? Yeah they
5: they pump the wort right up into the attic and they uh, open up the flaps in the the uh, roof and let the air blow in no it, it's literally right downtown in Brussels it's probably a block from the the busiest train station in Brussels. So I'm assuming that they
1: get a little more than wild yeast in there like downtown.
5: <laughs> no, I like, imagine they get a bunch of things in there. Yeast.
1: How good would it be to do that right here in Martinez? We got the refinery mm-hmm. right down the street. <laughs>
5: I might open the roof and uh, do a couple brews that way. Yeah, we, we've all been thinking about that. Uh, Sean and I have <laughs> talked about cutting the uh, tops off the fermenters of the 21st Amendment yeah. and raising them up a little bit on stilts, uh, maybe how? dipping a dog or two in them. Yeah, you can borrow my dog. She stinks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and how does that beer taste? Then? Like, it, you know, it's real Tastes good? Tastes like wet horse blanket. Does it really?
0: Tasty. Mm-mm. Yeah, you got it. Steve is definitely one of these. He's so into it. He's such the uber geek about guz and okay. and and lambic especially Cantillon, uh and uh, you really you do taste this beer and it is the sourest, smelliest you know as, if your listeners have ever had a, you know a lambic uh, or especially Cantillon, i mean it is over the top powerful i mean they when you were in the open brood door you were telling me the story that your 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 wife Justine you guys went into the area where they clean the oak casks cuz they they do they do they ferment in oak casks and they were they were cleaning with steam or something uh, like yeah, that
5: yeah yeah they they clean them out with um a big steam cleaner, and the steam, of course, comes, ex- you know, just exploding out of these barrels, and it smells like uh, lactic acid, uh, ass. barnyard, ass, whatever you might want to call it. Um, my My wife, Justine, went running out of the room, holding her stomach, trying to get away from it, but of course, it... Permeates the brewery, so oh, there's yeah. no way to avoid it. That's great. Uh, but it's, it's really interesting it's because they
0: they do the uh, they they basically take three years of uh, a certain style of beer and then they blend it. And for packaging, right?
5: Yeah, the uh, the traditional lambic process is to take one-year-old, two-year-old, and three-year-old beers that they have brewed and to okay. blend them together and put them into a bottle. Do they have to be the same style, each one of those three? Pretty much they're all the same style. They all start as a lambic, which okay. is a, an unflavored, spontaneously fermented and yeah. uh, reconditioned in the package product. Okay.
1: But they don't make like a cherry one and a peach one and and then put them all together in one. It would all be like the same flavor to begin with.
5: And usually what they do is they blend them together and form a lambic base and then they add a fruit to that as well and uh, blend up more and... That creates a creek or a framboise or a fufun, which is their apricot. Right. Um, a variety of different flavors that they've got going on.
1: I just wonder how they could, they could even talk about having to spend time and resources. How could they even afford to do that? They're tying up everything with, you know, three year batches in, in some cases. And that's just, that's interesting.
5: It, it's pretty amazing. Um, their entire warehouse or their entire brewery is pretty much filled with, uh, you know oak casks that are aging beer. Yeah. Um. Very very small production, and uh, fortunately the United States market has been picking up a lot okay. of uh, new brews, so that they can actually stay in business.
0: Yeah. We we we've, um, we've talked about this before that it, it's uh, in a lot of ways America, the U.S. is saving the Belgian beer market because yeah. a place like Cantillon, twenty five percent of their entire production. Is coming to the US. So if you're buying, you know, what's a bottle of goods go for here from Canteon, Steve?
5: 20 bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks. bucks. So
0: if you can imagine (laughs) that they're. Easy justice. Something that tastes zeros? like horse blanket.
5: Two and a zero. Sour horse blanket. <laughs> Two and a zero. Oh Cost you about five bucks in
1: Brussels. <laughs> wow. Now that I'm glad you said that because that's what I was. That's I meant to ask that question. When I was doing my bitch
5: about the prices
1: in. In if we were there, it's it's cheap beer, right? Or, or at
5: least it's the regular price, like we would yeah, expect exactly. to pay. exactly. It's a regular price beer. It, it yeah. might be a little bit more than what you would expect to pay, but yeah. it's uh, uh, anything important. Much, much, much cheaper there than right. it is to pick it up here, and much higher quality as well.
0: But the beer that you know that uh, Johan makes uh, at his brewery we were just talking about, I mean, he's starting in port, so you, all these small little breweries, when they, if they can do it, they send it over here because we're willing to pay for
1: it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that we're saving their market and creating a brand new market here all at the same time. I think Vinny actually
0: once said that uh, a brewer told him from Belgium that... Uh, that America is saving the Belgian beer style because you have big companies like AmBev which used to be uh in you know InBev and uh, and all that it owns uh, uh Stella Artois and uh, Jubler yeah. and all those big breweries a Brazilian company not even a Belgian company anymore yeah. and and they are you know they're you know pushing these sort of light innocuous you know flavored you know uh, loggers that are you know that don't have any any resemblance to Belgian beers as we know in this country that come in a great, you know, in a bottle.
5: John White says it's a bunch of uh, breweries being run by bankers, which is probably a really good description. Yeah.
0: There's a great website actually called the, uh, the Babel Belt, www.babelbelt.com, that does a great discussion on um, Belgian beers and uh, people uh, that, that post their, their, trip, uh, their trip reports there. It's just a great, great site. And John White, you keep bringing his name up. He's just a, he's a, is he English?
5: Yeah, John is a an Englishman.
0: Yeah, he's an English, and he he's a big beer writer. He's got a great website himself. on just give you like, uh, if anybody's going over there, it's a great site to go to to try to figure out what you want to do and where you want to go.
1: Yeah, and then donate to us for that plug. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Am I out of my plugs now? Not at all. It's <laughs> so funny. I remember uh, uh, Sean is, does actually do some beer reports for a local FM station, and it's such a different world than coming in here because he does have to ask, like, hey, can I give a couple of plugs? And, and, and then even then, they're sort of like, well, yeah, okay. You know, it's like <laughs> sort of they even they have to think about it, whereas me, I'm like, I hey, can give it away.
0: What the yeah, that was funny. Actually, and, we, and, they, and I'll take calls sometimes, and people will call and trying to plug their stuff, but the yeah, yeah, uh, the questions are all recorded, and, yeah. and it's like, and I'm just like, you really want to? have a got to say something. <laughs>
1: We've only ever gotten one call plug here. I was actually happy to get it because it means people think we have listeners. <laughs> they would call you in. Have and, listeners. And you listeners. You I want to go back to the um to this frambois that we were talking about a little while. So you're right. T- right. So now. So they're aging some of it for three years and then mixing all three together. Of that aging, right, how long
5: does that open fermentation actually go on before they would put it in a barrel and then leave it sit for three years? I got the impression that the open fermentation actually happens very, very quickly, like over a day, maybe a two-day process. No kidding. Yeah, and then they uh, put it into the barrel. Um, but it's still it's obviously still going to ferment in the Oh yeah, It wouldn't yeah, be it, done. It, it only it continues fermenting but for just up open. to okay. 3 years. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. in fact that's why they actually blend the the beers together. The yeast that they're collecting, the wild yeast they're collecting um, out of the air around Brussels are actually very they take a long time to, okay. to ferment out, and so those uh yeasts will continue fermenting the beer for three, four years at a time yeah. so they they actually blend them together to take uh to put liquid into the the actual bottle that has less sugar in it, yeah. so that the yeast that is in the bottle doesn't actually uh explode. Okay. not you say that
0: they only brew certain times a year there it's like a
5: yeah they they brew i was a really pretty short period of time i think it's between march and october when they're actually brewing beer or actually like, i'm i'm sorry it's the other way around it's between october and march whenever the air quality is the worst exactly <laughs> whenever the air quality brew. is the worst uh, it, it's actually because the air is uh it, it's colder, and they're able to actually achieve the fermentation temperatures they're looking for.
1: I think it's that when the kids start coughing, it's time to brew. <laughs> exactly. That's how they know. Yeah. Now, do, they, um, do they, 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 they do the open fermentation, then for a couple of days, they put it in a barrel, does it stay in the same barrel until they mix it? There's no
5: secondary or anything like that? That was the understanding that I got, and the fermentation continues until they put it in the bottle. Okay. Um, there's then a secondary fermentation that occurs in the bottle after they've blended right. the, the beers together. Okay. Um, which is really what the first year, the the one-year-old Lambic is for, is to oh, continue the, the secondary is, is fermentation. It's still pretty live. Exactly. In that okay.
4: Um I was just wondering, do they actually have a yeast strain in the brewery, or is it just wild yeast? That's a good it's, question. And yeah. it's thrown away, and then... Yeah, comes the they
5: uh they as far as I could tell, they had absolutely no yeast pitches at all. It Nothing. was completely wild fermentation, um, harvested exclusively by opening up the flaps in the roof and turning on the fans so that they got good airflow across the. Wouldn't it be great if you found out. it
0: like they were using like WLP one yeah, or something like exactly. that? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, we're using the Chico strain. What a scam
5: that would be! <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a, you like go into their secret room and there's vial after vial of Cal
0: <laughs> Ale yeast.
4: This looks familiar. <laughs> That would Jamil, be pretty hilarious,
1: Jamil, If I wanted to do that, could I brew a beer here in um, in my backyard and not pitch any yeast in it whatsoever? Just leave, a- leave it absolutely. open. Absolutely.
6: There's there there are yeast and bacteria all around you, all all over the place, especially you. Yeah. Especially yeah. In this place. <laughs> Good but, point. But uh, all the fruits and plants and grains and stuff—they're covered, covered in yeast, mm. and there's Ooh. there's there's plenty all over the place, and. It, it's a, it's a, and uh, I've done some spontaneous fermentations. I know other people that have in the areas. Okay. And they, you know, sometimes they will turn out right, sometimes not, not quite so good. Yeah. And it's a real fine balancing act. And this is one of the, the reasons that, you know, this developed in that area, and it's, it's critical to protect the breweries in that area because this isn't going to happen a lot of places in the world, and it's kind of a magical combination. And they have things like, you know, they they allow spiders to to run free around there because, and they don't kill any spiders because the spiders keep down like the gnats, the, the oh, fruit flies, flies that, yeah. that bring, uh, you know, other types of, uh, you know, uh, uh, acetic uh, bacteria and stuff. So it's it's a it's a very fine balancing act. And what's what's interesting about a lot of these soured beers is that when they're done right, yeah, it it's a magical taste. It somehow turns into a really good beer, and, and that it's is very amazing. drinkable. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, intensely sour, but, you know, there's something about about the whole thing, especially, you know, when they blend them down into a hoose. Um, you end up with, uh, you know, a, a, a very nice balance that, uh, you know, is just just a
1: pleasure to drink. Yeah. It's just such a different thing. Well, see, because what I'm curious about, too, and, and what you just said, that sometimes they're going to turn out good and sometimes they're not. When we talk about proper fermentation and, and pitch rates and things like that, a lot of what we're talking about is getting fermentation started quickly, beating out any bacteria that might be in the wort there so that the yeast is the only thing that goes to work. So I'm real curious is, you know, the yeast then is really competing with bacteria. And so, it, right, in wild
6: yeasts as well. So, you know, they have yeast in these these. But they're coming in, you know, on the breezes. They're coming in off the...
0: Plus, I think they have the luxury of uh, aging these beers. I mean, now, right. we're kind of getting into the discussion a little bit about what's the difference between uh, U.S.-style Belgian beers and, uh, and and Belgian-style beers, is or Belgian beers, is that we... I think we have a tendency to put ours on a little bit too soon. I mean, you know... Absolutely. You know, I mean, not, you know, Vinny's been open for how long? A couple years now? I mean, and, you know, and uh, when, when you look at, like, uh, what Canteon has, like, they have three... You know, it takes uh, three years to get a, a bottle of beer in, and so you, uh, you know, you just you can imagine that we're young. We're kind of a young country in that regard, uh, in terms of like turning out beer that's been properly aged. All right, we're
1: drinking another beer
0: here too. Well,
6: that you know that adds to the expense. You know, this this is the reason why when you see a beer that's a little higher priced, and you know, don't be afraid to pay for it. You know, if the the brewer believes in this and they put the effort into it, you know, sometimes you you got to pay a little bit more, and you know
1: especially keep if you use your beer. girlfriend's credit card <laughs> well, by keep, the way keep,
6: <laughs> keeping beer for you know around for a couple of years is very expensive for a tying up tying up your cooperage you're tying up uh, you know space Retail, you got to yeah, pay real for that. Estate and all that it's it's very expensive and you know they they they're not doing it because they think it's like a gimmicky thing to sell. They're doing it because they believe in it, and it, 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 they're not going to make a huge amount of money off it. But they're they're doing something they love, and they they really want to do something special. So, you know, try and support the breweries that are that are taking these steps and doing these things, doing these special beers. It's a really a you know it's a great
1: thing to have available to us. What is this one that we just poured here?
0: <laughs> Look at Justin's. This oh, what is, is this beer uh, you have a here? PH of about doesn't one. it taste like your beer? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Does it tastes like they, your beer, Justin. No, reason? my beers are not infected. They might not be good, but they're not infected.
0: <laughs> you know, there's a rule in the brewing community or uh, if you if it doesn't come out the way you wanted to, dry hop it or change the name. So yeah. if, this, if you make if Justin, if you make an ale or something like that and yeah. it comes out tasting like this, just say it's a Belgian beer. Sweet. That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's,
4: that's why it's well, interesting to always like judge Homebrew competitions. It's yeah, like, was this supposed to be a lambic? <laughs> yeah, hey, wrong category.
1: <laughs> well, well, the, what we're talking about here is the the beer that we're drinking now. Which uh, um, somebody say that name for me. It's a Dre Fontaine Udguz. Okay, so it is a guz, and it's just real Old tart. Good. It's a ve- like a like a like the candy sweet tarts kind of tart. Tart. Yeah, this is this is mildly tart as as
0: far as is that
1: right? Yeah, this it's is actually uh,
0: very dry. <laughs> Am I right? It's, it's tart. A it's much tart. tart? Yeah. To go from the uh, the brother David's the double, which is fairly malty, this is pretty tart. Yeah, yeah. but I know what you're supposed to But
6: as, as far as the the range of these go. Yeah, you know they 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 get intensely sour. It yeah, also has a bit mild. of a
1: kind of a a pla- like it's in a plastic container taste to it in the back there too. Like uh, on top of yeast. the tartness, there's a, there's, a, there's a there's that flavor
5: in the back of my palate. Spicy phenolics
1: and uh,
6: a little bit a little little horsey in there and uh, yeah. yeah, lactic
5: the... acid as well.
6: There's a yogurty
5: taste to mm-hmm. it um, mm-hmm. to the back.
6: You know, and on.
1: all these things we're saying. It's really goddamn good. Like it sounds like we're talking about a terrible beer. It's not terrible at all. That's the thing.
6: You know, it balances out. And and once if you expect these things and you know what it's supposed to taste like, it's like wow, yeah, they did a really nice job with this, and it's 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 fairly well balanced, and it and it and it achieves all the things that you're interested in. And on on a you know a hot you know conquered day, Pacheco day, yeah, yeah, (laughs) this is going to be you know a really nice
1: nice beer to be drinking.
6: Tastes like a slip
1: and slide. (laughs)
4: <laughs> how do you even know what that tastes like
1: come on like you never dragged your tongue down the slip and slide
5: it's the same way i know how uh, the back of a horse tastes well.
1: yeah that's it's the same way they can say it tastes like a wet horse uh,
5: that was a horse the other night <laughs> uh
1: no it's it is i just want to say it's funny to sit around and, and mention things like that about a beer and then really enjoy the thing at the same time it's just yeah, a cool it's thing the about the hottest thing in the world
0: it really is i mean I remember years ago at the uh, Barley Wine Festival at the Tornado, and w- there was one brewer that brought what he called a Belgian Barley Wine. And you were like, what? And then you thought about it a little longer, like, ah, something went wrong there. And uh, it, I think if we were told that it was maybe a Belgian beer, our, our impression of it would have been different. So... I mean, it's definitely one of those things where you have to know what you're about to drink because if you don't know what it is, you're going to go like, uh, what's going on here? Mm. Unless you're Steve here. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like that, a that's freaking, right. He's like a good freak. And you know, a funny story
6: about when I first started out, you know, I started learning about these beers and I thought, okay, I'm going to make myself like an Eau, Eau de Brune. And the way I'm going to make it is I'm sure there's plenty of contamination going on when I'm brewing. I'm not, not that clean a brewer. It's going to be, you know, so-so. And, and over the course of a few years, it's going to turn. So I'll brew this beer. I'll just set it aside. I'll keep sampling it. Eventually, it's going to get kind of sour and funky, and, and I'll be right there. Well, the other day, I tasted this. It's like five, six years old. The oh. <laughs> thing is still clean. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I, and I had bottled it and everything. If it was in a keg, I could I could go ahead and
0: inoculate it. Right. Not enough ass. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's
6: just things things still clean. So, uh You know, it's a real trick to to make something like this. It's so funny. We all
1: accidentally contaminate our beer, but doing it on purpose, (laughs) it's a difficult process. (laughs) You know? I'm like, can you vacuum or something? Sweep? I don't care. We need some more shit in this thing. It's not coming out right. The problem, Jamil, is that you guys do it in the clean room.
6: Yeah, well, I didn't have the clean room back then. You
0: didn't. No,
6: no, we didn't use gloves. Didn't Take use the mask, mask off didn't the kids. <laughs> <laughs> didn't use the clean is that room. right? I have to ask you a question because I've listened yeah, to do some it.
0: shows, and I gotta ask <laughs> you this. straight because you're in the room with me right now, and you've got yeah. Steve and I and, and, and Roger here. Are you really using gloves and all that? I and mean, masks and masks and filters. Right, right. he- so, <laughs> <so, laughs> so, I mean, what So what the yeah. hell is going on over there?
5: And how long do you soak your gaskets in? The <laughs> so so Ooh. I do.
0: Ooh.
5: Ooh. Getting personal on the guests, man. All
6: right, so I do, I do have a uh, a, a clean box
0: for for a certain work. <laughs> uh, we we're talking about making beer, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's his porn collection box.
0: Yeah, and then
6: and then uh, the only time the masks and gloves come out is um, I bottle with my wife, and she does the capping. Yeah, and. She likes to talk while we bottle, so... (laughs) And that drives you nuts. Well, no, you know, just a lot of talking over the open bottles and stuff that... I was, I was like, okay, we'll we'll put ma- we'll put masks on, right? So we put masks on. The other thing I want to
0: see a picture. I, mean, you know, I think everybody right she's, now. Wants she's to see reaching
6: a in is. for the caps, and she's got like you know, she puts a lotion on her hands and stuff. So she needed to put some gloves on. Either either wash her hands, get all the lotion off, or so, put gloves on so I don't get like lotion in my you know sanitizer on the caps.
1: This story's even better now because now it's the, instead of telling his wife to shut the hell up, he's like, put, put on a mask, a on, mask put on, put a put mask
6: on. on. Well, it's so
1: we can talk while while we're right.
6: bottling. So. She's not, uh,
1: and I wonder how many sessions went through this way. We're like they're bottling without masks before <laughs> Jamil figured this out, and she's talking and talking and talking. And in the back of Jamil's brain, he, he's like about to explode. He's like, damn Contam- you're contaminating with every every word that comes out of your mouth. There's a, a lot of bacteria in your
0: mouth. You know? Are so, you? Uh, is your middle name Howard Hughes at all? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Or>?
6: <laughs> the Kleenex boxes on my feet have nothing to do with it because I'm looking at your nails
1: right now, and they're really long. <laughs> and, uh, you're starting uh, to freak me out? Jamil actually <laughs> locks himself in the clean room in peas and bottles for a week before <laughs> bottling day. He does everything. He won't leave the clean room for fear of contamination. Now, that's, that's an out and lie. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a bloody lie. It's not a week.
6: Hey, 5 you, days Jamil, stuff next stuff.
0: Time, <laughs> next time you bottle can you take a picture of it please cuz i have to see the kids in mad oh yeah i want the whole family i want family. the whole family i want to see, i think it's actually probably even like more extreme than what we think it is i think they have outfits on they've like, got, kind of hazmat suits. Suits. You know, got hazmat suits they've got hazmat suits on yeah, the absolutely. kids are like scrubbed down and sprayed you know, and, the and the yeast e- the yeast home from school that's, that's oh. where
6: we start getting
0: is the they yeast crazy. get the bottle cups ready honey. <laughs>
6: Now, how did we get onto the subject we were talking about? Now, come on, ultimators. we're having fun
0: with you, <laughs> Jamil. We need to have the purified water in here now.
1: <laughs> you need to be cleaner,
0: Jamil. You have not bathed today. <laughs> They scrub down. All right, I'm sorry. All right, Jamil, I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to ask the real question. That's okay. I'm blaming it on Justin. All
1: right, while we're with you, Jamil, uh, why don't you give us one of your favorites, uh, a specific favorite um, while you were in, in, in Bruges or anywhere around Belgium there that uh, you want to tell us about? And maybe one that you know more about the process. Uh, did you go to any of the breweries while you were there, or just drinking in bars? No, just <laughs> drinking in bars. Yeah, yeah drinking in alleys.
6: <laughs> you know, I had the family with me, so it was difficult to uh, do too much. But uh, uh, I spent uh, some time in Bruges and some time in uh, Brussels as well. And uh, I focused on mainly all the uh uh Flanders reds and the uh the Ode Brunes and all the all the sour Flanders beers of, of those kinds. Okay. So they tend to be a little um, less acidic than the lambics. Okay. And uh they tend to be a, l- a little more balanced with some some sweetness uh. and some malt and
0: uh <coughs> they uh, What was the uh, name of the place you went to in uh in Bruges? Was it the what translates into the little bear? Uh, yeah, yeah. What's I the name it, Steve? It's at the uh, Bruges beer. Run by uh, Daisy. Yeah, the Bruges beer. Yeah, yeah, I
6: went there uh, mm-hmm. exactly. with like the family care. and uh, hung out for a little while before dinner. That's a great spot. Yeah. Did you uh, let
1: the kids taste any of this stuff? I mean, seriously. <laughs> uh, I mean, like a little sip or anything. Oh, I
6: absolutely would. They had no interest in it. Yeah, but, I was thinking that uh, it, it, my one daughter will taste stuff every once in a while, but um, she got a big kick. I, I took pictures of all the beers that I drank while I was on my trip. And she got a big kick out of placing her soda right behind my glass, so the, her straw looked like it went into my glass. Nice. and she'd, she'd be drinking while <laughs> while well. well, I took the picture. So I've got <laughs> pictures of her drinking all sorts of beer through a straw, and she she gets a big <laughs> kick out of it. And I'll I'll post this on the web. I'll, Go to prison in about six months.
1: Look, Daddy, I'm drunk. drunk. <laughs> I'm all hopped up on goos. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're going to get a lot worse pictures out of her later on. Don't worry, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not you personally. Somebody will, I'm sure. But uh, oh,
6: college you know, is uh, going to ruin everything. I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, Rodenbach and uh, uh, Rodenbach's grand crew and the... Uh, uh, a lot of the other uh, reds and browns you can get over there—they're sour. So now, they're have you cloned any
1: of these in homebrew? Any of these ones that you're mentioning? I here? did a
6: re- great uh, Rodenbach. Okay, uh, which got. First place in the second round of the nationals. It, I, every every time I entered that, it got first place. That one's Never the Grand Cru first
1: first place. Rodenbach Grand Cru. Uh,
6: this right? was kind of between a Rodenbach and a Rodenbach Grand Cru. Grand okay. Cru is their uh, their sour Flemish red ale that okay. is just straight and it's been aged in the barrels and then they bottle it. Their regular Rodenbach they they blend it with uh, you know a less sour beer and it's a, a little more uh, balanced.
1: Okay. And you did you clone that one in, uh
6: yeah, and uh did did a great job. Used the the Roselair yeast, which is where uh Roadbox is located. Okay. Roselair, uh Belgium and uh you were there. You how did you get how a did pack you get? from uh okay. Y Yeast? You know, toss it in and uh let it work its magic for six months to a year and you know it takes
1: it takes you a year to make make one of these beers. And They're is late. that how long yours was around, a year before you put it in competition? Yeah, about a year and a half, I think. Okay. And then it, it seemed to be just about right. And, now, uh, do you have to temp control it for that whole year or it's okay that it goes up and down? Uh,
6: you, you can have some swings and some swings are good. Okay. Uh, you just want it to be too intense and you want to kind of an average temperature. So, I have a... A shower stall and a downstairs bathroom that stays like 65 degrees, you know, between 70 and 60 degrees throughout the year. Okay. And uh, I put it in there in a plastic bucket since uh, the plastic will leak a little oxygen through the uh, – will permeate the uh, oxygen. And you want that? Through the uh, plastic wall. Yeah, you want a little bit of oxygen in there. That The balance between oxygen and no oxygen is going to determine the level of acetic acid that you're going to get in the beer. Okay. Uh if you get more oxygen in there, you're gonna get a little more acetic. You get less oxygen in there, you're gonna it's gonna favor the lactic. Okay. And uh, there's also some other uh, things in there. They, and the the blend from Y yeast includes some California ale yeast in there. Hmm. So you can just pitch that right into the wort. It'll ferment out with the California ale yeast. Then it will, um, uh, the bugs will will continue to go to work. And over the course of a year, it'll form a pellicle uh, like a Kind of a leathery layer on top of the beer. You see that form, yeah. And after a period of time, it'll break up and drop. And then, uh, you know, about that time, maybe a few months more, it's it's kind of ready to ready to
1: go. Do you ever have to uh, stir it, move it, uh, nope. add oxygen, add yeast? Nothing. Nope. You just let it go. If you're going to use a wooden barrel, uh you'll
6: lose a lot of liquid through the barrel. It'll it'll it's the spirit's share of the the barrel. Okay. And you you should top those up. But uh with a plastic uh, bucket, you don't really have to worry about that. You're not getting as much oxygen transfer in a plastic bucket as you do in a wood barrel. Right. Okay. Uh there's a guy uh, Raj Opt who he figured out exactly how much uh, oxygen permeates uh, your standard bucket, oh, wow. certain size barrels that like Canteon is using, and uh, you know uh, a carboy with uh, certain different types of stopper materials. And uh, he's got it all worked out on a website, and you might you might look into that. I had really good success with uh, the plastic bucket. I actually fermented the the beer out first with the California ale yeast, and then uh, once that was completely finished, then I added my bugs and uh, worked it down that way, and that. It, it, came up with a real balance. If you start with the the bugs at the very beginning, yeah. You have to be kind of careful because it can end up really sour or really sweet and it just depends on a lot of things. And if you're going to do that, you might want to brew two of them, one sour and one not and then blend them back.
1: Oh, right. That's you a good idea. A That's a great idea actually. And yeah. now when you're done, what do you do to carbonate that beer? Uh I I keg
6: and uh, carbonate under pressure and okay. then uh, counter pressure fill
1: if you wanted to have that beer sit around for another you know, uh, period of time, you could have added a little more yeast back and bottled them and bottle condition, or if you bottled it, would it do it itself? You can. Uh, the the problem is you need to be really careful with the uh, soured beers,
6: because uh, the bugs will keep working and keep working to a certain point. Okay. And if you're bottling a little early, it can get explosive. Gotcha. So a lot of places that are doing this now and they're bottling, they'll pasteurize them when they get to where they want, and then they'll counter-pressure fill them. Okay. Um, the thing for a home brewer to do is, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I I just believe in kegging. Yeah, <laughs> in it's easier because person, you can control. Yeah. You it have and uh, it's far far more control. Um, you know, uh, but you know, give it a try, and you know, if things start exploding, uh, I didn't tell you to
1: do it. Uh, <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, you know, just close
1: that. close your eyes when just you pick up the did. bottle. He told you to do it. <laughs> Okay, we gotta take a break, guys. Um, when we come back, I want to talk about the difference between Belgian beers in Belgium and Belgian beers in America. Are we even allowed to call them that? We'll find out when we come back. It's the Brewing Network, the Sunday Brewcast. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
0: Caster, On the Brewing Network.
1: Welcome back to the Brewing Network. Full studio, uh, some cool guys hanging out with us today. Happy about that. Let's not forget about Daniela, of course.
2: Thank you.
1: How's the chat room going?
2: It's going fine. Yeah, very lively tonight.
1: Is it? People mm-hmm. having fun in there?
2: People having a good time. Hit the
1: chat now button on our web page if you're at home and you're not in the chat room. It's a good time and really adds a lot to the show. Getting to know what's happening in there and the questions that they're asking.
2: What and did you do oh, to my mic? It smells wh- like puke.
1: <laughs> I, didn't t- I didn't touch your mic. That was good. I think Natty's. Nat- yeah, Natty's it. good. It
2: smells disgusting. Natty uses it on. I thought it was the Belgians in the room, but no, it's my <laughs> mic.
1: Yeah, Natty uses it on,
6: on Fridays. Could be his. You don't want to know what goes on in this it's room the really it's on Friday. I do network. not
2: want to know. Yeah. I'm happy I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, we've got a couple of other Belgians to try here and talk about those. But first, both Roger and Sean, and I think Steve's about to also, have tried Daniela's beer. So, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, I'll pour a glass. <laughs> I keep waiting All for right, that. All
2: right, guys, you can be totally honest because I'm only learning from you. Uh.
1: So, why don't we talk about what you think? And, and if you're just tuning in and you don't know anything about this, Daniela's beer is a blonde ale, and it's basically brewed like a Helles, except with a cow ale yeast. The whole recipe's Helles, and got a cow ale yeast, so she, uh, ale fermented it, obviously, and ended up with this. And, uh, um, and I like it quite a bit. You've heard me talk about it, and others have been commenting on it, That's, so why don't we get their opinion?
0: It's really nice. It's, uh, it's yeah. got kind of a nice, corny kind of, was this an all grain beer? Mini ex- mash. Mini mash. Okay. Uh, it's got kind of a corny kind of aroma, which would be acceptable for a Hellas in some ways. Yeah, I
5: get a definite grainy aroma out of it too.
0: Do you? Which is good. But right? Daniela, it's super Absolutely. clean. I mean, there's no. It doesn't suffer from sort of what some home brewers suffer from, which is uh, when they they ferment too high. And the fermentation's really clean. There's not a lot of kind of the the phenolicness that you'd expect from a
2: And I'm really happy that you're saying that Sean in particular because that's the worst part to me in trying other people's beer, homebrews and they're infected, I I just can't do it. And I really I'm super careful with that. Justin taught me to be super, super careful with that.
1: I told you, Jamil F you and all your stabs at my beer. (laughs) If there's one thing my beer is it's clean. No, I didn't
2: say your beer was clean but you really instructed me well about how to have (laughs) a clean beer. Sorry. What's the alcohol
1: (laughs) of it? It's think it's uh it's five five ish
2: i think it was four No. it's five ish five ish yeah
4: oh it's 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 very good I mean,
0: honestly, Thank we're not you, sucking up to you because you're the only woman in the room. but uh, <laughs> uh, Well, maybe we are. But, uh no, I mean, I have to tell you, it's actually a very drinkable beer. It's really nice. And I it's mean, my second.
2: If bedroom. I would have
0: known that, I wouldn't have had this. <laughs> Light. I would have been uh, drinking your Hellas. It's nice. It's really nice. Now, what about improvements?
1: Because she says she's yeah. not going to move on to another beer until that one's uh, as perfect as can be. So, um, Well,
4: if you're calling it a Hellas, try a lager used. I mean.
2: Yeah, but isn't the problem that I would actually have to lager the beer yeah. then? And we I can't. do not have a fridge where I could lager it in.
0: Yeah, and use the O1 yeast. We can't lager. What, what yeast that? did you use? Yeah, O1. Yeah, see, that's a nice yeast because it burns clean. It ferments yeah, clean. It's, it's yeah. a very clean. clean yeah, yeast. so you're only going to show off the malt and hops. That's why I like it. Use it, Roger yeah i know <laughs> uh, that was a question uh, well is yes it, i do use it, that it's <laughs> not you and i hanging out on your porch drinking coors <laughs> it's yeah. like we're having a radio show here welcome to it you use My hops bad. roger yeah. and i know we use that molten stuff too uh, <laughs> uh the, yeah the two Marley things i hey.
6: i dinged it on were um one is the uh, clarity i think i think there there's a Clarity know. is an issue, but you know. it's a you know well, she wants a perfect beer. And, right. So uh, what am I going to do about the clarity?
0: Well, well, the O one, you just it. Well, that <laughs> and I, I think <laughs> Thanks, it, it's Roger. just
6: I don't think it's going to this. I'm not sure if it's going to drop clear, and I yeah, and I been wonder also weeks about now. that partial mash whether you got full conversion on that. And uh, the other thing I noticed was uh, kind of a uh, a slight uh, higher alcohol, kind of uh, kind of a surprising, uh, almost slightly uh, solventy. You know. Really? Uh you it know, a the, little the on, sample, the salty side. on the on the sample I had not initially. That was uh, my fault, sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, geez, uh, uh, which was, which was uh, a, a week w- ago or week two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh and I, I noticed uh, a little something that kinda surprised me right off the bat. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's that or Justin was breathing on me or what, what mm-hmm. it was, but <laughs> but uh those were the only two flaws I could pick up.
2: So what well, am I, I gonna do better next time then Like give me some instructions?
6: But you know, I, th- I think the whole you know, if you want to make a Immunicellus, which I know is your favorite favorite beer, right? You're gonna have to go to Lager yeast, and even if you use a Lager yeast warm, it's gonna taste more. Uh, this is an argument that uh, I think Chris Colby proposed in uh, the, one of the Brew Your Own magazines hmm. that. If if you really want to make a lager beer, even using a lager yeast warmer is going to give you more of a lager character than yeah. using a clean ale yeast. Really? What do you think of the really frozen sulfur? And yeah, things it's, like it's that. going to be a little more fruity. What do you think of the
0: Bohemian be? yeast? Because that was a popular yeast that Frank Commande was using at E and O Trading Company in uh, San Francisco, and he used it for both his lagers and his uh, and yeah. his ales.
1: Yeah, it, and is that a lager yeast or an ale yeast? Lager I think it's yeast. a lager yeast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lager yeast. I
0: mean, okay. he just he just burned. He just fermented a little bit warmer and. Right. Uh, but
6: somebody, you're, you're, somebody you're just you're had a year. Uh, you know, this, this, this the, you're getting down into the low 60s right now. Right. right? Well, no, no, no it's no. 67. High 60s. Well, you, yeah. you're
2: just gonna you're have to buy a were,
4: refrigerator right? and yeah. dedicate that for. Come on. Shut money. up, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet you. Notice I was looking at his reaction. You'll need a 10,
0: <laughs> 10 <laughs> barrel fermenter. It'll be fully <laughs> glycol. No, Absolutely, <laughs> And then you can do the the high uh, pressure. You no I
2: think Roger is right though. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna buy a refrigerator and just gonna start lowering my
6: You can. You can just use that kegerator.
1: Yeah, no it doesn't fit cardboard doesn't fit. Yeah. Well, you know,
6: you can you can you can get used fridges. I bet you somebody listening in the area probably has one they'll let go really cheap or give to you. Then you just need a controller. And I I have controllers. I'll, I'll give you a controller. My advice is just Great. to uh, take so.
5: over the kitchen refrigerator, and eventually uh, you'll need find food. that uh, you'll get a new refrigerator for <laughs> food. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, so light doesn't work anyways.
2: That's a good well, idea. I do, exactly. That's go. how
5: I got my refrigerators. So.
1: <laughs> I do want to back up for a second, because I think it's a really controversial thing that you said, Jamil, about the article. Uh, that you should just use a lager yeast at ale temps, because mm-hmm. one of the main topics that we have in here is temperature control. Right. So now all of a sudden you're saying, you know, like I've heard it said, listen, the only way you're going to have a good Hellas is if you really temp control your right. fermentation. Now you're to, saying to, to, make to the a- best To make the best Hellas,
6: you need to ferment that thing cold. Now, um, it, it, but the, the argument is, all right, so you're, you're trying to make something that tastes like a Hellas, like your favorite beer. Yeah. Now... Using a real clean ale yeast ends up with nothing and kind of an ale character, right? Versus making a lager, and yeah, you get some fruitiness, but you're going to get those those lager characteristics, which is a bit of sulfur, and there's certain things that a lager yeast puts out, and that a, a lager beer has that you identify as a lager, yeah. Even if you end up with some fruitiness. It's gonna taste a lot more like a lager that way. I think it was an, an excellent uh, insight, and I, I actually, uh, I would go with that, especially if you can get down into the into the lower 60s. I would, I would give that a try. It would be a good experiment. I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's a problem. Just trying to go with a clean, bland, you know, mm-hmm. California ale yeast. I love California ale yeast. Bland? You know, it's one of my f- <laughs> favorite. One of my favorite yeasts. <laughs> <bland.
2: laughs> <laughs> clean and bland, my I've favorite. Offed-
0: I've offended the crew here. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
2: Somebody yeah. just recommended to use but the San Francisco shot. lager yeast, WLP 810. which was that's a, that's a
0: lager yeast that's yeah, for ale temperatures. I no, hear that one's
1: a little light
6: in the low hey, hey, hey,
0: hey, one. Hey, 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 hey,
6: hey. Nothing wrong with Brisco. that. <laughs> that's, that's what they use for, uh, you know, anchor steam beer. But it it has too high an ester profile, and I think you know that's that's a big part of it. I would use you know something like the Iyer yeast, or I'd use uh. You know, uh, German lager yeast, uh, White Labs. Uh, Steve, you agree with that ester profile?
5: I absolutely agree with the ester profile on the uh, San Francisco lager yeah. yeast. Um, maybe one of your listeners could do a quick Google search for us and tell us about the new uh, high-pressure lager yeah. yeast that is out there. Okay. Um, that ferments at 70 degrees but under slightly yeah, higher gotta, pressures. you got to have about 2 PSI on that, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so, so you, need, you need some sort of pressurized uh, fermentation vessel that yeah. you probably do. It. Well, how the
1: hell, as a home brewer, do you have... Have you, have you have to do it yeah. in a corny. For how, it's you could possible. you
6: could do it in a corny <laughs> if you how had a you you had had Michael pressure. Jackson what in the house.
3: I care well, if you can't do that. Do. What do you do? It's yeah, what, what, thing. what
6: happens is the the uh, the partial pressure of CO two when it increases, it suppresses the yeast, and they they put out far less esters. Yeah, and that's how. So there's right. some some breweries that they're using a uh, large yeast under pressure and allows them to ferment warm and get a lager out in the same time they could get an ale out cuz they're they're doing it warm okay. and the the pressure uh, suppresses the uh output of the esters and that that's what they're doing it it doesn't make that great a lager though okay but you know uh, you got room for a fridge
1: i would say uh yeah, you put we one do. in here We're and have to uh do it. Well, you know, one of the things I like about this, I, I know that Daniela's going for a Hellas. What I like about the beer, though, is that it is a it is a Hellas, but it's got some of the fruit characteristics of Cal Ale. I think it's a different beer. I wouldn't call it a Hellas. A, you know, it, Daniela calls it it's a like Hellas. A it's, I, it's I, a it's like a blonde. But that's why I And I like that. It's a good. I think uh, it's a good combination like to take the, the noble hops of a Hellas and brew a blonde ale with, I think. Because yeah. I think it works out to be its own good beer just like that. Yeah, it's great. Now, that being yeah. said, of course, she's going for Hellas, so you're right. She's going to have to log her.
5: Uh, I'm going to buy a fridge use? next week. What hops <laughs> did you use? What,
2: uh, I used Hollertower. Oh. Three times one ounce of tower hops. That's the Gordon Bierschmann. I, I only th- use mm. German stuff.
6: I think you pack up your goods. Yeah. Come on up to my house. You, you move in with us yeah, there. what's going on? We'll what are
0: up you up talking there, about, Jamil? You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of fridge then space for you. Then I have to wear you. a mask, though, while brewing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> she doesn't want to have to wear the hazmat because suit. Because I talk
2: quite a bit, too, over brewing. Easy, Howard Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I smoke, and I do all crazy stuff while I'm brewing. Oh,
1: wow. Well. Crazy stuff.
2: <laughs>
6: yeah. Well, well, see, that may... That you may must put the mask
0: on, Daniela. <laughs> the um, children have them on as well. <laughs> Go to Jamil's and brew there. The beer will be good.
2: What happens to your ex every time you do that?
1: I don't know. Doesn't Darth Vader sound like that?
2: No, he no. doesn't. <laughs> it Sounds
1: like James Earl Jones
0: is what it sounds like. That is Darth Vader.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked that you guys like my beer, though. I liked old.
0: it. I mean, honestly, I I sound like a 16-year-old yeah. girl right now, but uh, I uh, I liked it. I thought oh, it was it's, really it's good. The it's the oh, light oh, that's doing it you. It goes in.
1: really good with Hello Kitty cupcakes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's a man beer I brewed.
0: A
1: man brew. <laughs> All right. What's this new one that we're, we're, the new Belgium we're having here, because I don't know how to say that one either. I'm it's so a, terrible at pronouncing things. It's the Mertzu. Mertzu. I can't see it. See what is it? Your yeah. This one's the Mertzu Eight. It's the Jamil one. He's and they call it, it's it's all, also known as the Eight because it's eight percent alcohol. <laughs> and uh, this one's good. It's a darker one. It's it's actually called. I, I think it just says dark ale or dark beer or something on it. Was it say under the Eight dark there? Brun. Dark brune. Uh, and is there a darker one, a much maltier, less sour Belgian than the ones we've been describing in here so far? Uh, I like it though. I, this is really uh, one of my favorites here. It's, it's, it's
0: nice. It's really nice. Got a kind of nice, uh, very nice, sweet kind of malt flavor to it. It almost seems bitter than the uh, the brother David. It's, uh, really? Certainly. Like, I mean, doesn't
5: definitely has uh, less banana on it. Um, getting a lot of raisins. Raisins. Yeah, yeah, raisins. Some you're caramel right. Caramel from the uh, candy sugar.
4: The dried fruit category: dates, raisins.
6: But not not much in the aroma, but heavily in the in the yeah, flavors. More, yeah, more yeah. Of the flavor than the aroma. Yeah, dark dark fruits, dark uh, uh, fig and caramel and uh, and raisins and.
0: I like
1: it. Yeah, yeah. This is a really good one, and I well, like that real. I like the raisiny good and multi
6: flavor too. Well, and and you asked about. Um, the difference between a lot of uh, Belgian beers and American versions of yeah, Belgian beers. I want to talk about I, that now. I would say, as a generality, right? Um, okay. The American versions tend to be sweeter. Now, especially the San Francisco versions. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't have to be, and and you know, the, the American craft brewer is probably one of the finest in the world. Yeah, and uh, that's a good you know, answer since absolutely. there's three of us right here because <laughs> we're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> American craft brewing has has just become just, and, and Michael Jackson will tell you this too. He says. America is where, you know, the no, USA you're, exact- is where- you're exactly
0: right. Carlo Petrini, which is like kind of a, which is a guy that started the slow food movement in Italy, and uh, this is sort of the anti-fast um, food thing. Um, they, were gonna, they, they were, they were going to put uh, a McDonald's in Rome in his, like, favorite area, and he decided he would start this big movement, which is a huge, you know, a, a thing that's kind of sweeping, you know, all over the country in the U.S. And his whole thing was, uh, when he was asked about uh, a year ago uh, at a conference in San Francisco about what is the most, and, his, and you know, he was asked this in Italian, what is the most interesting thing that's happening in the United States right now? And he said the craft brewing industry. Mm-hmm. And you hit the nail right on the head, Jamil. I mean, th- I mean, this is where it's at right now. I mean, we we're just in the infancy yeah. almost uh, right now on what the potential could possibly be.
6: Yeah. Well, the, and the West Coast is huge, too. I'm kind of partial to the West Coast, but... Uh, you know, M- Michael Jackson will tell you. You know, God bless the U.S. brewers because they're saving so many styles. They're they're expanding the boundaries of beers. They're they're so creative and they're so passionate about it, and they're so willing to do the research and the work up behind it. Right. This is really saving the world's beer. And we're and, so hungry to make just, a living that amazing. doesn't require work. Well, so, <laughs> but, so uh, but you know, they're they're the the, the Belgians. Uh, most of the Belgians that you're going to taste in the U.S. I think tend to be Slightly sweeter. Yeah. The the Belgian versions tend to be
0: uh, uh, drier. Well, do you guys I, I, agree with that? Actually, no? I, told, I, I don't, in some ways I do agree with you. In other ways, I, I kind of disagree because I think what's happening uh, is a lot of we're so used to adding a lot an abundance of hops, mm-hmm. and so we have a tendency to, to overhop the beer, over hop the beer to balance it out. Mm-hmm. When in, in in some instances, I think so I've seen examples sweetness? exactly we, mm-hmm. that we want a little bit more. We we, mm. we want we. we should have more sweetness. Right. And uh, I think that we have a tendency to put more hops in the beer, but So um, are you saying that you're, well, you're, okay your, malt
1: be, your malt bill ends up even in your belgians then being a, a a bigger malt bill because you're used to balancing that with more hops?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say that, but I would also I mean I would say mash temperature has a lot to do with it too. I would also say aging does. I mean, we're yeah. we're you that's know, true. we're we're so used to turning, you know, beers out so quickly. Yeah. And it is amazing because you do try some, you know, I was up at, you know, not to single amount but i was up in portland a couple weeks ago and i went out to full sale on the hood river and i had their grand crew uh on tap there at, at uh, full sale and it was like it was kind of like an american version of that beer okay and it was it wasn't you know we we are still like we're like almost i always tell people in a lot of ways you know the exception of the big you know the russian rivers and the allagash and the people that are really experimenting or, or pizza port uh and you know roger to an extent are we're kind of in the infancy of doing this and we are almost like when craft brewing became popular in the united states uh and we were making these beers and we were over hopping them or or under hopping them or whatever we were doing or we had contamination issues or whatever was going on i mean we're almost at this point right now in the industry where uh we're just starting to get it but we haven't you know steve and i when you and i were over in in belgium we were you know, we were just struck by. I mean, we had this conversation there. We were struck by how complex and how uh rounded or these beers were. I think in the American beers, in my opinion, in Belgian Belgian style beers, we kind of we. It's almost like we're figure skaters and we're being. Um, what? We're be- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hang with me on this one here. Uh, we're almost figure skaters, and we have to do the double axel. And I-, I don't watch figure skating, by the way, just for the record. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. You want he does. Start no, 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 it, no, 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 no. Every I- time I go to in the brewery, wearing, every watch time watch I go to two one a, it's on the pure I know. In no the brewery, a. and I'm wearing the outfit. And no, what I'm in sa- the brewery. What I'm saying is that I I think we hit all the marks, but as far as rounding out the style. We kind of miss the mark in some ways
6: you know have have you had any of the alesmith uh, beers from down in San Diego Not re-
0: No I've no I haven't had any of the belgian beers no.
6: Uh, well I, I tell you of of the horny
4: devil a lot is really of good and his grand crew is awesome grand exactly I is mean
6: it's, it's awesome. just stunning and i I, I think if anybody kind of gets it, I think Peter does you yeah. know he's got that you know he's got that magical bounce that you're that you're referring to I think
4: I think it's more of like Belgian inspired ales that we're making. Because you can't make
6: right. a
0: Belgian ale just like can not exactly can't yeah, a it's it's a West very broad. No, you're right. They try to do that too. You, you they you can't. It. They
1: can't do it. And you That's the point I want to get yeah. to. Is that when you guys, as craft brewers, you are opening a new category here, and 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 as consumers, we're like we've said before, keeping the Belgian market alive. And so now, as craft brewers, you're jumping into that market yourselves. That's more to the point, Roger. I want to know about that because yeah. I think that there's I think that there's room for both. And then that's what I want to know where you guys as craft brewers go with it because there, I think there is room to duplicate what they do there over here. Uh, if if for nothing else, but maybe it's, it's cost efficient and it's neat that a craft, that a local craft brewer can produce stuff that they've been doing for hundreds of years.
4: But see, that's the thing that's, there's so much tradition involved with Belgium and Germany and all that. Yeah. That we can't, we can't just overnight say, all right, we're going to do it. No, but you know, I got to tell you, it's going to be, just as good. It's it's, it's fun to it's try an, though. It's I an mean, inspired beer that we make over here. Like right now at Drake's, I I got two two beers that are going that are gonna go to oak barrels and gonna be hit with Britannomyces. and yeah, you know, it's gonna be blended later on uh, about two
1: years from now. And will you label them as Belgian inspired then? Yes, you will. Now see that's the thing too because all right, let, let's let's talk about that. Let's let's make the comparison to champagne. You're just flat out, as a, as a brute maker in the United States, you're not allowed to label your beer as a champagne. Now here, you're, you would be allowed to put on your beer that it's a Belgian beer or a Belgian style beer. You'd have to say Belgian style. In fact, so, there was a big yeah, court no. case. So, so you can go, but beers. you could put Belgian style beer. Alright. So what I want to know is, is, is it right even to do that or is it no, better a, to do bel- Belgian inspired? I, I, I think it's not even right to do the Belgian style truly
6: because there is no Belgian style. Yeah. So, so, so people are, Absolutely. are copying certain, uh, very well-known Belgian beers. Yeah, but there is no style, you know. know I'm a, you know, what a proponent I am of the style guidelines. Yeah. And, and and how I, I I live and die by those. But for for Belgian beers, yeah, you cannot. I mean, all you can say is they're brewed in you know Belgium. You know, that's yeah. that's about it. Okay. Other than that, you know, it's
0: well, it's boy, you you know, almost anything goes. You, you've been talking about how um Belgian beers have kind of the style or the 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 idea of uh, those beers, those recipes coming over to us and brewing them over here, different, you know, as far as if you're a home brewer or a craft brewer or something like that. But actually, it's gone the other way as well. Uh, My little story is that uh, I was down at a Shoof down in the Ardennes Mountains, uh, and they are producing a beer called a Doblin IPA, which is a double IPA. It's about uh, 9% alcohol and they used, you know, which was kind of outlandish in a lot of ways for for a Belgian brewer, they used two different styles of American hops. They used uh, Tomahawk, and they used Amarillo. And uh, I had the opportunity to try it down there, um, and that's what it tasted <laughs> what like. Where did that come from? Is that Daniela? No, that was yeah. Jamil's. <laughs>
2: Who was that? Everyone knows I, you, I, I, don't, that I was, don't. No, golf. but it was you, you dumbass. It was <laughs> not, not Who was that? Who, <laughs> who was that? Was was that? that? <laughs> Is that you, Jamil? <laughs> Did I, you, I, you take I, your mask I, off? Testing of can, can tell you I never
6: <laughs>
1: belch <laughs> into the microphone. Whoever it was, it was the manliest one we've gotten today. And cheers to you, you, my friend, whoever <laughs> <laughs> that was. Was that
0: Sean, like, talking?
1: That's why I think it was. Is that a over there?
0: I could actually burp and talk at the same time. I'm a Tuva throat singer.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, sorry to, sorry, sorry to break this flow there. on my goddamn story. I
1: apologize. It was such a great... Uh, I'm you know, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he can't work
0: like this. First, I
1: didn't pick out all the green M&Ms,
6: exactly. and then I, I interrupted his story. his story. The,
1: the Belgian beers tend to be
6: highly carbonated as well.
0: That's well, this, this story is that... A lot of them. The, the Ameri- the Ashuf is so popular, and the American importer um, was requesting a Belgian or an American style double IPA made by a Belgian brewer and the, and a the had made this beer and it is about uh 65 IBUs and they're and they have uh Amarillo and Tomahawk hops in there but it still smells and tastes like you know Anushoof beer it's still did, using did the same yeast use, and all that
4: uh, same yeast
0: same yeah
5: yeast same yeast for yeah members? Um, what are the IBUs uh, here in the United States, Sean, say on the Twenty First Amendment
0: Double Trouble? Well, that'd be we we we, we shoot for a hundred, but uh,
5: he doesn't, as uh, maybe analyzed by a shoot Well, anyway, Steve, okay. maybe okay. you can answer that question. Okay, no, okay, okay anyway, the I mean, beer has one If okay. I tell the story, it's
0: going to take about five minutes, so I'll make it three. Do that. So, so basically, <laughs> what happened is I go to this is a. Okay, this is actually a great story. I drove down in the snow through the Ardennes mountains, got to a shoof, met Chris, the owner, and we had been kind of communicating back and forth. And I hoofed a bunch of uh, a model airplane parts over there because he's a big—he's really into that. You were and hoofing what? Uh, model airplane parts. Model glue. <laughs> so <laughs> we meet, and then he tells me next day they're going to have a degustation, which is a tasting of their Doblin IPA, and I'd be the first American brewer to ever try this. And I was like, oh, my God. So I would also brought some of my own beers. And so the next day we show up, uh, and we get a great tour of you know the brewery, and um, I give them a bottle of my um, my double IPA, and they actually they run an analysis on it. They tell me what the... The, the 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 gravity is, and they tell me what the actual hops are because nice. we because we don't have an ability to sort of analyze hops, we don't have a photospectometer in the brewery or anything like that. Uh, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> you come by my place. I'm like care. most home brewers. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> two percent pressure on top it. of the fermenter. <laughs> uh, and so and so we get a tour and we sit down in the small little tasting room at uh, a Schuof. And they take out this bottle, this Doblin IPA, and it's just being sent over to America. It'll be in the stores soon, actually. And I taste it, and it's it's a, it was actually kind of funny because it was like trying. Sean, be nice. It was it was it was like trying a homebrew in some. I mean, it was like trying you know. Somebody and they're all sitting around looking at me. The owners there and all the brewers are there. In fact, one guy because the uh, the importer wanted to know was taking pictures of me while I was drinking this beer. A little unnerving, but. uh so I tried this beer and I noticed that it was, it wasn't as bitter and it wasn't as aromatic as our beer, as the, as the Double Trouble IPA at the 21st Amendment. And, and then I said, I kind of said, well, it's very nice, it's clean, it's bitter, it's got your sort of a shoof yeast aroma and all that that's working for you, You're using sort of similar. You uh, did all the niceties. I so. did all the niceties. And then yeah. I kind of hit him with the, well, it's not like, you know, a beer that we'd have here. But then again, I was thinking about it at the time, it was like they, they're not trying to make a clone of it. I mean, they're just trying to make their version of it. And they dry hopped it with Amarillo hops, actually. It's a great story because the brewer told me that he went to go put dry hops in it and he did what, you know what sometimes happens in uh, in brewing is that the yeast the, the hops came right back up at him. So it's yeah. kind of like the green geyser came right back up at him. But <laughs> but then I brought out my um, My double trouble, and it was one of those weird experiences. I think I told this on the show when I called in when I was over there, but it kind of awed the room. It was really one of those weird experiences that I'll ever – I can never be able to forget this, and it was just a nice –
1: Well, and they might have done the same thing to you now that – and I think this is is kind of the point, too, when you're saying, okay, it's not like what we would have done over there, and maybe that's not exactly what they were going – Maybe they didn't know, uh, but w- what would have happened is is what if you gave them your Belgian and they might have done the same thing and talked about all the characteristics that make it sort of that style and then kind of gone, but it isn't something we would have done over here.
0: Well, I'll tell you a funny story. This is when Steve and I were back at the same festival. Another at, story. At last year. <laughs> Come on, I'm full of <laughs> Only stories. Three minutes. Give me full a, something. Yeah. This is another uh, that story. One was like ten minutes. Okay, whatever, Roger. Uh, <laughs> drink your meretsu <laughs> <laughs> and be quiet. It is uh, good soup It is awesome actually. But Steve and I were. Back at uh, in Bruges, and we had we brought one of our triples over from last year that we brewed. This is the la- this is the last year's festival, and the- Yoris, uh, who's a big uh, great beer guy, he tasted it, and he was like, "What is with you and Americans in uh, coriander?" Because we had added coriander. To it, oh, because that's yeah. what we think we have to add, and yeah. and he was like, "You don't know, you know anyway." So it's like coriander for your salad, idiot. You idiot, you fool. And way too hoppy. <laughs> and <laughs> too hoppy, exactly. <laughs> kind of going back yeah. to what we were saying earlier. Oh, yeah. So, well, that's
1: a good comparison then. If 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 we are inventing styles on the West Coast, like Jamil's talking about, us being sort of pioneering in the beer industry, that maybe they'll try to do in Europe. It's not going to be the same. The same way that we are trying to to do styles that come from Europe, and they're not going to be the same over here. That's what I was
0: saying. Was inspired. Inspired. Yeah, by I think you're right. I think that's right. a good point because you you're never going to duplicate it. In fact, we entered beers this year in the World Beer Cup which is being judged right now, actually, now, right now I think, actually, <laughs> up in Seattle. Oh. And uh, Steve and I entered um, a Belgian triple that we had brewed this past year for our Strong Beer Month in February. And I remember tasting it, and then I thought about it later and I was like, wait a minute. It's international, Sean. It's international. <laughs> I should have just taken the $180 for the category and yeah. just thrown it out. And it's just like, whatever. <laughs> but, but, <you laughs> whatever. Know, what, what you're saying is...
6: You know, um, it's an excellent story, and it really points out, you know. Which which story? Even if you you could exactly clone some other beer, that's, that's, you know, there are very few craft brewers out there who really that's what they want to do. They want to be inspired by something they think is really good and say, oh, yeah, I really like that, you know. If it was a little bit this way, mm-hmm. I'd like it that
0: way better, and that's well, how and, exactly, and, you know. And you're exactly hunt Yeah, exactly. You know what? You're exactly right, and that's a great thing to me. I mean, it's like they can make that their their version of a double IPA. I can make my version mm-hmm. of a Belgian triple style beer. I mean, you're really right. You're. It's like that's what it is. And if it turns people on to it, then what's yeah. the what's right. the big well? well then, the, I, all
1: I'm getting at is that you're putting on the bottle Belgian triple.
0: Well, you're putting Belgian style triple, yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's, but you got there's the but I know, you know and I know.
1: that's what I want to do. Okay. Because I think that that's important, and, and we don't have to have an answer here, but uh, I think that it's important to talk about the fact that, that you're right. You, you're, you, you're, you're, you're still gonna brew what you, cause what else would you call it? Yeah. You gotta in some way refer to Belgian triple, because that's the example that you took from. But, but then what do you really call it? You, you know, you have to put Belgian triple in there somewhere, and I, I just, I really think I'm kind of aligned with Roger on this, as I would be aligned with the Champagne guys doing. Although they just, they do totally different. They just say "brute," Uh, but it's been a lot longer uh, of an industry that they can say that, and everyone knows what they're talking about. I like, and and along with Jameel too, I like saying "Belgian inspired" because for one, there's like Jameel says, there there may not be a style. And two, it's not a Belgian double.
0: You know, I actually agree with that. I mean, you brought it up, Roger, but is that what you say on your bottles for your Belgian beers? You say Belgian-inspired when you... Do you bottle your... We don't actually bottle... Well, I mean, uh, that might... We
4: we do have a beer coming out uh, next week that's going to be called Beer Especial. And that's what Belgian brewers call like a one-off. Okay. So it's a one-off for us, so we're calling it that. But it's it's a, a Belgian-inspired beer. It's not anything that you know. Hey, this is going to be a double. It's going to be a triple. It's you know actually. From it's just a, uh, it's I'm, a bunch I'm, of malt that I that we threw together, some hops and some water, and yeah. We used uh, Vinny was nice enough to get get us some yeast, so we used his yeast and Brett I fermented it out. It tastes
6: fine,
1: you know. Hey. Did you use Brett from Vinny? No No Brett in there. One one,
6: one thing, you know, so we have like an IPA festival. If you went there and all the IPAs were exactly the same, you couldn't have an IPA festival.
1: You're absolutely right.
6: The other point I want to make is now you start to hear, as you go through other places in the U.S., you start to hear West Coast style, you know, IPA or West Coast this, West Coast that, meaning, you know, intense. The hops and a lot of hop aroma, a lot of hop flavor, highly big, bitter. Big, big, big. You know, and 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 it's like saying Belgian. You know, now West Coast has come to mean something in in the beer world. Well, it doesn't wrap. <laughs> uh, it, well, you know, part of like a west coast party so That's right. so you know it, it, oh, it's a Roger. similar thing and it, and it, and it's okay but again you know it's it's interpretations and and the only reason you need to put a tag on it is just to give people a general idea of you know where you're coming from and, and where the inspiration
1: came and that I I, and that i agree i just wonder if it, if that tag should be
0: a belgian inspired i like that tag actually i mean i think we might be you know, reinventing things because normally you say Belgian beer or you say Belgian style Belgian beer. Ale. Yeah, but Belgian inspired is it almost it almost has a marketing. Flair it really it. does. It, it, uh, wait, 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 wait! You guys can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> Roger. Oh, Roger, it's <laughs> and too late. Reel, reel this I,
1: I've got He'll my, my trademark attorney on the road right now. Yeah, he will He'll refer back to the archives. Man. I I think you're right. I think it has a marketing aspect. I think it has a fairness aspect and I think it has a truth aspect. I really think it's very uh, it's very rare that marketing and truth go in the same uh uh you know sentence deal, but in in this case maybe they do because it really is just a Belgian inspired thing. I I Breaking tol- I new
4: totally path. agree. That's why I uh you know, that's why I, That's uh, why you're a genius. When-
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's why Roger coined the term. Yeah, Daniela.
2: Well, this discussion that you guys are pushing here about inspiration and where does it come from, and what shall we do with the styles—it's really a, a, a very lively discussion here in the chat room as well. And one of our listeners, offensive CJ, is saying that the problem is when <laughs> you try to re- recreate a style, then everyone will judge your beer compared to their favorite Belgian beer, and that falls into that uh, style instead of judging the beer for what it is. Yeah. So you, you put labels on something, and then you pre—you pre-say yeah. what. The beer is supposed but to taste still it, because want the we starting have. Point. Ideas. Uh, but All right, but why don't we say then, for example, and this is one other listener saying, uh, we say Maybach and we do not say German style Maybach. So Touché. why? Touché. Why do we put the label just on the Belgian beers?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I'm sh- I'm sure really it it creates something in your brain. Mm-hmm. If You will. You will definitely start thinking of a Belgian beer mm-hmm. and then change well, the beer differently. but that's okay.
5: You need
6: you need a reference point for everything in your life. That's that's a human being. Why is We that? we group be, so we don't we don't go insane. Well, but yeah, can you you instead of looking at every tree individually, all every tree is different the leaves are different the, the no, patterns no, and the colors not. are the colors are different <laughs> but we call them all trees <laughs> yeah. that, and uh, why do we do that because if if we didn't we'd go insane so it's the same thing it, it's just grouping no it gives you i think
4: is actually uh, already defined style okay, of yeah. beer and belgian beers they run the, the what is it gamut The gamut, gamut. yeah, yeah. they
1: run the gamut
2: so you're saying you have to group beers in order to make them comparable to each other? Well, it's no, like Jameel standing at the line of urinals. Point.
1: He's looking for a little comparison. You know what I'm saying? He's wondering if he's in the same uh, ballpark what as everybody I'm else. Just,
2: I don't know. I'm why, just wondering. Why am
1: I reaching <laughs> the bottom?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> but, but do you expect something highly hoppy? Do you
6: expect something you know sweet? Do you expect you know, something... I, told, you know,
0: I, I agree with Jameel. I think that you, kinda, you really do need kind of reference point. Otherwise, if... And in and all the bottles and all the the beer menu boards of every brew pub in the nation, you'd say beer. Yeah, you would just say exactly. You know, you know. All right, m- m- malted beverage product. Let <laughs> well, <what> me <do> <laughs> tell you what you're talking about. Give yet? me number one. Give me number. Yeah.
6: Exactly. Yeah, you're just right. yeah. you just that. And you guys you know, are
5: right. And you but do why, why need not to call it triple? A... Why not call it good? Sure. Why you know,
0: not I'll tell you why you don't call it that in some ways. Because the American public is in its infancy, the in, uh, tasting public in yep. terms of beer, yep. is in its infancy in terms of what those styles are. But I think so they us, need a reference point. Absolutely. It goes back to what you were saying. You? Us, yeah. Yeah. I think people I think, know what Meibach is yeah. because they know that Meibach um, is a German beer. It's been prevalent. It's been around a lot longer. And I think that you know we're just starting to get it. I'm
1: yeah. going to say that the only thing wrong with this discussion is that we forgot to invite Brian Hunt. And I mean that seriously. <laughs> yes. He would really have a great perspective in this whole discussion that we're having.
0: Yeah, but uh, he still calls his uh, you know, his death and taxes a dark logger. I
1: mean, he does, he's still, yeah. using, sure. he's still mm-hmm. using He's still using a color term and he's but using he will a will not
5: exactly. call it a Schwartzbeer. Uh,
0: right. I That's he calls okay, it dark beer. But he is still using a reference Exactly. You so know, I mean I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean you got to know what you're drinking. I mean is it water or is you know are you drinking something else? I mean you know. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Yeah. I was actually at a, the World Beer Cup uh dinner in San Diego 2 years ago and uh Michael Jackson had given this uh this speech. And he said brewing in America right now is probably the best thing. That we all in the audience had the best jobs because we don't have guidelines. You know, if you go to Germany, you have to. You yeah, have to, you have to.
1: Gravity and, yeah. You have, you
4: have all these. All right, who was that? That was me.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, th- that. But a good if you point. go
4: to all these other places, you know, it's like we're doing every different style. We're doing Belgian inspired ales. We're yeah. doing German inspired ales. We're yeah. doing, um. what else is there? Mexico. English. Anything. We're doing it all. We're we're taking all of it and making it our own. And we're making our own, you know, and that's like the best thing that uh, has ever happened to me because I don't want to be like, you know, oh, I'm at 14 Play-Doh. Oh, screw this beer up. Yeah, me neither.
2: I guess the question that results out of that, Roger, is where is your own style then? What is what you, what this country has created in terms of beer?
4: Well, you know, I think the hoppy side, but, you know.
0: Well, I mean, if you look at like the tradition of brewing in America... Uh, a lot of it stems from the Germans because that's they brought that yeah. that tradition over, That's right. and the that's English brought those started. over. I mean, at the end of the day, we are bastards in this country. That's we, right. We, we we all come from different Speak for parts. They all come from different parts of the world. I mean, I am Polish Catholic or Polish Italian. Um, <laughs> half a retard.
3: <laughs> 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 I was on a freaking <laughs> rant there.
0: <laughs> this wouldn't happen to me at KFOG. Um,
3: yeah. That's why What Sean says is interesting. <laughs>
5: And I would even go so far as to say that we brew very much in, um, say, the <laughs> spirit of Belgium, even though we're using very English traditions to, to make the brewing process. Exactly. exactly.
2: And is that not that you can just start calling it American beer because nobody else does yes. it that way? So this is what I would do, you know. You call is, it American this beer, yes. Is what because you but just took the inspiration, but now America <coughs> has brought it much further.
1: All right, let's take All a right. call right now. We got to take a break. Let's take a caller first and see what's happening. Offensive CJ, you're on the line. Hey, what's up? How are you, man?
10: I'm doing good.
1: What do you have to say about this whole business?
10: Okay, so like uh, that uh, statement that Danielle read. My point is basically, I think Jamil's right. You have to classify things, right? But the problem I see is that when you put a label on your beer, then everyone's <coughs> going to judge it to your favor. So if you say, I brewed a double, now it's judged according to Westmala or Roe or uh, Wester Layton. It's not judged according to what it is in but a lot of people's palates.
6: You're not judging it against those. It gives you a ballpark, and you can say it's better than. Why does that? Why why does it have to be exactly like that? If you have an IPA, does it have to be like a specific IPA? Does it have to be like Great IPA? <laughs> you know, no. That's you know It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't have to be. It, my it could, problem
10: is that a lot of people. Do it would be a, though.
6: It'd be a, a mere shadow of it, but you know, it could be different and better in a different way. I'm you know, sorry, d- what was your problem with that, one. CJ?
10: Oh, I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. That's, that's my point of what Jamil's saying is that that is the problem I do have is a lot of people, a lot of beer judges included. Yeah. You know, I'm a home brewer. I judge beer. I'm not a BJCP judge, but I do judge beer is they judge it according to their favorite style. They don't, adjust, they don't judge it according to what the guidelines say. Well, and, say, that, and they that,
6: don't. that's a failure in those judges, okay? Now, when, when you judge, what you're supposed to do is say, okay, these are examples that define a spectrum, of, of beer, and and beers can go either way, and and it can be within kind of a range, and I like to give a lot of leeway to a brewer that says, hey, you know, this is kind of an IPA or this is kind of you know whatever, and and if it if it kind of fits in that range, that's fine, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's not to that style. It, and then it's kind of you know the beer is the beer and it and it and it has you know whatever balance or not or you know it, it has its own characteristics and if that's a really enjoyable beer, that's the winner. Okay, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be so rigid. And, and I that's think the how best, it should be. The best judges know that, and the best judges will judge that way. Now, perhaps you've uh, just had some bad luck on on, on certain competitions, uh, you know, but. I fully believe i I know a lot of great judges that will they they have that understanding of the style, not individual beers right yes, sir, remember style. too
0: like when you you judge a i mean i don't judge that many homebrew competitions I just judge the world <laughs> the, the world beer cup for uh, the bay Area masters and um yeah, there's three of us sitting around, you know, the table there judging IPAs, and we all have a different maybe in- interpretation of what an IPA is to a certain extent. Yeah. We have an idea what it is. We don't know that it's, you know, that it's maybe... Drake's IPA, but we know at the end of the day that we know it's within that realm of IPAs. And you have, you're not calling it homebrew. And you have your favorites. Yeah, we have our good. favorites. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like that's the area, and that's ex- what Jamil's is talking about exactly. Is that you have an idea of what this beer is supposed to taste like, yeah. and it may not be like this. It may not be you know the you know the Meritsu, but it may be something around that area. And so. you can say,
6: "Ooh, that's really good. I yeah, like that you know, and it's I don't sit around and compare beer. I'm not
0: sitting on this. This tastes like you know. I'm judging a homebrew competition that I'm you know that taste like, you know, Vinnie's uh you know, pliny or something like that. I mean that's I'm not who, doing that. that. You but should've. you know, that's you're talking about competitions. Competitions are guidelines. If
4: you're not in those guidelines, then you're not in. Well, you that. have to
0: be in the guidelines. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, whether it's the, it's the BGCP or it's the you know it's the you know it's the GABF. At the end of the day, it's like it's about. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stepping on you. But
10: uh, <laughs> no, dude, that's cool. I think I kind of got off my point by m- by mentioning even the whole thing of of judging, and yeah. it's kind of a sub into my point. My point is basically that I really do like this whole thing that Justin just kind of talked about with the inspired because. I don't think an American brewer should try to recreate a beer exactly. You should put your own spin on it. It should be exactly. your product. I, and I think yeah. the
1: American craft brewer
6: does not. I think they they always know that. always takes some. You know, inspiration is is the thing. And you know, I they're, think they're, they couldn't help they, it. They tend to be such creative people. And you know, it, it's a, it's an art. Brewing is an art. It's not you know, it's a science and it's an art. And, science and, and is they, they, done. they, they the tend art. they tend to take. You know their their own creative palette to it, and that's why you you go to different brew exactly. That's why you, you know yeah, that's exactly. why you go to you know Twenty First Amendment. And you go to you know uh, wherever else, and, and you say wow. Drakes Brewing Company, company is to to Drake's between Drake's four and you, seven. <laughs> you go you go to these <laughs> different places, and and wow, you know you get a different take on all these. They may say yeah, I have a robust porter, and I may go have robust porter at you know or the stout at you know Twenty uh, First Amendment, the stout at you know Drakes, and the stout at uh, you know EJ Fair, wherever. And there's three entirely different. different beers. That's and why, Steve, all great. That's why Steve's that's, going to take my thing.
1: pit bull and throw it in the next Belgian the 21st Amendment. Damn goes. straight. And see what happens out of that. All right, we got, <laughs> CJ, thank you for the call, my friend. Hey, no thank problem. You. Thanks, man. All good right, call. Uh, I would like to take more calls like that. I want to know your opinion. I think that uh, I think we've kind of gone uh, into a whole new thing here for the Brewing Network and created sort of a round table of sorts, having all these good guys in here talking about their opinions about the thing, professionals and home brewers alike, and I I like the format.
4: Uh, I just wanted to, to, to finish on what I was saying before, and that's, like, you know, we are brewing to guidelines, bottom line. Yeah. And when we entered the GABF or the World Beer
0: Cup, <laughs> they're still thin- under guidelines. Who
1: the hell was that? <laughs> Somebody's got I some don't fierce know. ones. We we that that is
0: itself. Jameel. Somebody's but out of control It here. is Jameel. Jameel's got his mask off <laughs> and his... Na- his but egg. the bottom
4: line is, you yeah. look at if Brian him Hunt. Me, I'm sorry. Look at
0: Brian Hunt. We mentioned it before. He
4: does not brew to any guidelines. Okay. And he is making, and he doesn't enter competitions because and there's that's no competition that he can enter that yeah. his beer will yeah. fit in.
6: I, I, I don't think that's. Jamil disagrees. Okay. Well, alright, let's well, no, take it up I mean, after the can break. Can you can well, brew it after okay. the okay. We're going to oh,
1: take
0: yeah, a break yeah, here. I mean, alright, taking a break. I would like to take
1: some more calls. I got to. Call in. I got other people calling in right now. So hang in there. I want to know what you guys think about this, and we'll keep this discussion going. I think. I like right now that Roger makes a good point, and I, and I have a feeling that Jamil's going to make a good point on the on the same token. So you're listening to The Brewing Network, and uh, it's the Sunday roundtable show is what's happening now, and I like it. Plus, we got some other Belgian beers to taste, and we'll let you know about those. We'll be right back after these short songs. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. You're listening to three guys...
2: Excuse me, what about me?
1: Uh, sorry. You're listening to three guys and one girl. Use a radio show as an excuse to drink more beer. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network. all right boys and girls we got us a show on our hands here lots of good discussion going on callers who have tried to call in on skype uh you're gonna have to try back for me because i can't answer the phone at the break so please call back that's oz and we had another guy on there trying to call me through and i I just can't answer on the break but i really do want to hear what you guys are thinking about the discussion that we're having and uh and you can also call the regular landline at 888-401-BEER please feel free to call that and Give us your impressions about what we 're talking about here, and the main thing that we've we've come to discuss is that um, you know should we call these American beers we 're doing the beers that we're that we're that they're inspired from or, or should we just say that they're inspired by and and that and that whole deal, yeah just before we took the break, Roger and Jameel started to talk about uh, whether or not uh, Brian Hunt actually brews to a style, and Roger's take was certainly that that he does not you know go from a style, and that's why he doesn't enter competitions um, among other reasons, I'm sure
6: well, and that the competitions wouldn't wouldn't you know he he couldn't enter because he couldn't fit in the competitions, but I'll tell you the bJCP style guides and uh and also by extension the jABF uh, uh, guides, especially the BJCP ones, are, are are a work of genius and 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 a, and a just very very clever. And they will include every beer. If you brew a beer, it fits in there. It fits in there somewhere and they've got and it's not necessarily the individual very more specific categories, but they have other categories that are quite broad that do include and will accept other beers. And and, and a category where you can say, Well this is a beer and this is kinda of what I was going for. And it can be judged against that. And so Anything you brew, if it doesn't fit in one of those other categories, it'll fit in there. And they, they allow for that. And then a good judge. Now, granted, you're not always going to get the best of judges. And there's, you know, the, the best judges are, are a handful in the United States or around the world. And... You know, th- they will understand and they will they will go with that creativity that the brewer brings, you know, because you know, brewers, they don't want to be robots, you know.
0: No, otherwise yeah, we're, we're like, we're right. just making like, you know, exactly. XYZ beer and it's like, right. you know, it has to add this and it's, this it's, and this and this an and art. this is what it's you have a, to end up with. I mean, there's definitely like kind of a, a an area, a broad spectrum is what you're kind of, you're saying is that within each style category, there's a range.
5: Mm-hmm. sounds to me like there's actually a challenge being posed here to make a style that's not on the certification guidelines.
0: Absolutely. G- give it a try
6: because, you know, especially with the 2004 guidelines, it says, all right, you know, just enter a beer and just tell us what it's what you were thinking. You can't, can't so, really do that with can do the,
4: the the GABF. I mean, they have a category with beer with yeast.
6: Yeah, exactly. And they have one know. that's uh, a yeah. cellared beer. Yeah, right, right. You know, there's, so there, there's always something, and and are like almost 90. And the categories? idea, the idea behind it is, let's include everything. If you're excluding something, you screwed up on however you're setting up your guidelines, because you should be able to f- ferment whatever and 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 be able to enter it and and have it judged on its own merits. So, uh, um, well,
5: I, think, I think Roger, that's a, where do you think thing. the uh, Jolly Roger barrel aged beer would fall? Age.
0: Uh, what was the
4: question? Yeah, hey, I, let's take I think call. really what Let you need to call. do is give I, me I samples s-
6: of your beer. <laughs> <laughs> I will determine what category they best enter. <laughs> That's the Jameel, uh, Be so honest you with gotta you gotta that be right.
4: that beer went into uh, the brandy barrel as a scotch ale and coming out uh, a year and a half later, I think came out as a uh, almost like an Ode brown.
1: Oz, you're on the air with us. Can you hear? Oz, yeah, something's wrong. Something's wrong with your connection there, Oz. Although it it could be mine too. Uh Try us back, Oz, and we also got uh, some other people trying to call in. G off, I think maybe also from Australia. Call us back. Uh Something was wrong with your Skype there, and I wasn't hearing you, or you weren't hearing me. We do want to take your calls. eight eight four one beer caller, you're on the air. Hello, sir.
10: Hello, oh, hey, is, is, that's me. I'm sorry, it didn't sound like it came through. Oh, that's okay.
1: Carlo. I got gotcha. you. How are you, hey, my friend?
10: Justin. How are you?
1: Good. Who are we talking to? Uh, this is Carlo. Hey, Carlo. Hey, how are you? Doing real well. What do you got to say about this?
10: Well, it kind of goes back to uh, that whole style. I guess it was, what, about a month ago I gave you uh, one of my beers to drink. It was a triple that I spiked with Brett. And you actually you said, put the recipe up on the, on the forum.
1: Yeah, because I think it was really good, wasn't it?
10: Oh, Jesus. I, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was a good one. Yeah, but one of the first things, it was so interesting, one of the first replies on the forum was, why, why did you do that to a triple? And it goes back to tasting guys like, you know, Roger's beers. When I go to, to Drake's and Roger takes me in the back and he's got barrels all over the place <laughs> and he says, well, I had a stuck mash with this beer and I'm really down your doing this with it. And I've got <laughs> this stout over here and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And it's all that inspiration. That really makes beer so enjoyable. And here again, going back to that style thing, the Jolly Roger I got from him, I got a growler of. It was one of the best beers I had, and I couldn't explain what it was.
0: Is this your dad, Roger? <laughs> <laughs>
10: Papa? <laughs> no, just a big <laughs> Dandy! <laughs> Dandy! <laughs> Carlo, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Well, and the th- What's up, brother? The the thing
6: to do, oh, though, not much, is... Not too much.
10: Is, hey, is that you know IPA, that uh, Summit IPA, going to be around next week?
4: Oh, uh, Yeah. We we can talk about that later. Okay,
10: sorry.
6: Well, the, the thing to do, you know, when you're describing it, you can say, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of like a triple with Brett. And, you know, what I call it is, you know, and, and give it a name and say, you know, I'm, I'm making something new. You know, and, yeah. and it's probably, you know, instead of a triple with Brett, it's probably closer to, you know, like a... Um, you know, like a, a a Belgian Golden or something, or it's it's closer to sure. something else, but that's Maybe okay. It doesn't, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really doesn't really matter, you know. But you, what what you want to do is kind of include some of that inspiration in there and say, you know, I'm 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 trying something new. I I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know what it compares to, and you know. The good judges will
4: uh, <laughs> who the fuck was that?
6: <laughs> will will you know help guide you and say hey you know this is a lot like you know this I had back in you know 1961 on you know, the, like the, you right. know cruising the you know the, they they'll they'll give you some of that that history and that feedback as to you know what's come before and where you're going and and you can you can make break new ground. One of, one uh. of the the really coolest things I ever saw was um, this guy Mike Riddle. Uh and who is that? An excellent home brewer. <laughs> I know who he is. Actually. Okay. Uh you know, in Marin. he he actually uh he he went through the guidelines and he he plotted out in like three dimensions all the different aspects of the different styles and the guidelines. This is a previous to 2004. And he looked for for holes in that flavor space, that flavor aroma style space and he he said, you know, there's a hole right here. You know, everything, you know, and 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 he he made the argument that it'd be interesting to brew a beer that kind of fit directly in the middle of that hole, and maybe it'd be a horrible beer and wouldn't wouldn't taste you know very good, but it's an empty space that's not defined by anything currently, and that would be a really neat thing to go in and and try and do and and you know blaze new ground because it doesn't fit.
0: Well, you're you know. in at the uh, you know getting into my little area, my field, uh, the craft brewer or the actually the brew pub brewer. You really have the opportunity to do that because, in a lot of ways, you're not beholden to, for instance, what Roger has to do, which is brew the beer, package it, and send it out. We can actually, you know, more or less, you know, for lack of a better phrase, sell our mistakes. So you've got, like, Dave McLean over at Magnolia who made this brown IPA, which was this uh, this big beer for Strong Beer Month this past February we were doing with him. And, uh, you know, it was this kind of roasty IPA And it, it kind of worked and it kind of didn't, but, I mean, he still threw it out there. And it was like it had a lot of roast and it had a lot of, you know, uh, uh, bitterness to it and, and and hop and roasted malt and, and hop aroma. But at the end of the day, it was like he did it and it sold and people drank it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was sort of challenging what you're talking about, what Mike Riddle is doing, finding mm-hmm. that hole where there's not really a style... Uh, category uh, or description of it, and making that beer, and you know, floating out there and see what happens. Well, and if if you go to a, a fine
6: restaurant, and the chef says, you know, I tried something a little different here, and I want you to, you know, experience what I was trying to do, and this and that, and the other thing. I say, give yeah. me a hamburger. Well, you you, <laughs> you, you, you get excited about it, and cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. You cheeseburger. get excited about, it, and you think, wow, this guy is really, you know, you know, he's an artist, and this person really is, you know, a chef, yeah. knows what they're doing. The brewer is the same thing, you know. When you go to that that brew pub really and just and they're, and they're trying something different. Exactly, you are, and, and yeah. you know. And I, I'm not kidding when I say it's an art, and and these people are artists, and they're trying something different. Encourage that and, and, and be receptive to what they're trying to do.
1: Okay, but there's the craft brewer who's a chef and who is, who is along the lines of what you're talking about and comes out and says, hey, I'm trying something new, give this a try, and you're happy to do that. There's the craft brewer that does that, and there's the craft brew audience that's happy about that. But then there's also the craft brewer who brews things that the that the the the, that the Bud Coors Miller doesn't do, and and they're still a craft brewer, but they're not necessarily a chef or an artist, and they're they're now the audience that wants something that isn't a BMC beer, but doesn't necessarily want a saison or or a Frambois. That that, that same
6: that same person is not enjoying a, a fine Drake's IPA. Right. Well I right? actually I, but, I no I think they can, are enjoying a Drake's be, IPA, I
1: but they're not enjoying one of Drake's barrel aged. Oh, but they, I mean, if that they can enjoy false. the
6: IPA, they can enjoy the barrel aged. And and I'll well, tell you, I, I, I my Keystone Light Drinker down the street. Yeah, I poured him an arrogant bastard. F that guy, and he loves he loves that beer. <laughs> He'll I mean, him now. That, that like brought him into craft brew, and now he, he loves everything, and he, he's going out to try every little beer he can find.
1: Well, you're right; well, you can uh, convert everybody, but that that isn't to say but that you there can enjoy still. If you can enjoy his barrel age. That, Come on, well, can, you, can and will are two different things, and that's that's my point here: is uh, that you're still talking about two different markets. Yeah, we're in a very small market with the barrel
4: age beers. I mean, but that's just something that the owner allows me to do, which is. You know, hey, you're not doing it to get rich. He, he keeps me excited. Keep you he from keeps quitting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking
4: about I'm quitting this show right
0: now. You, you're almost like what you're talking about when you. I mean, you're kind of speaking back a little bit on what. How do people get into craft beer? Because we were all there at one time. We all like had that kind of like spark and that sort of like. Let's. I want to try. I want to try craft beer. I want to try something different. I want to try. And you. And you think yes, about. Ma'am. And you think it is Jamil, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, in the audience. Um, the, and you, and, and you're, you, What you're talking about is the person that goes from drinking, you know, Keystone and then the sort of the crossover beer in a lot of ways is hefeweizen, in my opinion, because uh, it's kind of,
4: uh, I have to disagree. I think no. pilsners and well, like I'm Blondale, talking, like the coles. I mean, but I'm, what I'm no, but like no, no, no,
0: but coles beers haven't been that prevalent as much as uh, in, in terms of beers being made by craft That's brewers. than Hefeweizen. Hefeweizens. So so on, on, uh, <laughs> how American many people uh,
5: move on from Sierra say a Blondale to a hardcore IPA? Well, no, or you're or not whatever.
0: letting. I mean, what I'm saying is that. You've got your beer, your mass beer that you know the the Keystone Light drinker, and then what they're doing is they're trying. You know, their friend is like, try the Hefeweizen because it looks different. But yet, uh, I'm talking about American style Hefeweizen. I'm talking about yeah. beer, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fairly clean that yeah. looks cloudy. You're it, talking about pyramid and Widmer. I'm it's not. Cloudy. I'm talking yeah. about it looks I, cloudy. I, I, it looks and we serve di- it with a it, slice of it,
4: lemon. It, it, exactly, yeah. it looks different. Yeah. It I lo- disagree because I don't think uh, you know Joe consumer
0: wants something clear looking. Well, I mean, what I'm saying is that He's this beer is it, is, it is, it the that is it's the thing that is the jumping different. off point that goes to other beers. And like, that's what like,
1: happens. Like marijuana leads you to heroin. It's the same sort of principle. Let's take a call <laughs> right now. Exactly. Hey,
0: don't say it unless you got it, <laughs> it's man. It's a gateway, drug. Whatever. I
1: do have a call. Uh, yeah. Oz, are yeah. Yeah. you there? <laughs> the gateway beer is the Next right, there you go. Hey, brother. How are you, my friend?
7: But, mate, there is nothing better than a good argument. <laughs> and Skype was
1: down for a minute, so if you were trying to Skype me, as soon as I'm off with Oz here, give it another go, because it appears to be working. What do you have to say, my friend?
7: I, I want to talk about um, uh, competition judges, not, not just BJCP judges, but all competi- um, in general competition judges. You get a good judge, he's going to judge a beer on the way it should be judged, you get some dickhead who's just been pulled in who, who who might drink a beer and enjoy the beer or whatever. He's going to taste uh, a dunkel or something like that. Never drunk the style before, but he's been put, sort of put into that position. He's not going to be able to judge that properly because he doesn't know the style. He doesn't know the beer, and he doesn't know what it should taste like.
1: That's a good point. You you do have to, again, with the point of reference, you got to have a point of reference, Right. Exactly. I I hated a lot of beers until I became
6: a judge and I I you know or started studying for being a judge and learned about different beers and then I I loved you know it, like I said every beer is great if it's if it's done right I mean you know these sour funky horse ass beers are great once you understand what they're doing that you know it's
0: appreciation. Yeah. It's exactly That's speaking it, yeah. back to the pr- the prior comment is that you're going from Keystone to something different. And whether it is so innocuous as an American-style Hefeweizen or, you know, a pilsner or something like that, uh, that you were talking about, Roger, at the end of the day is that you are at least indulging your senses and your experience in a new situation in a new craft beer yeah i mean there's so many people i mean how i mean i don't know what did you what what beer did you start drinking i mean i think the first beer i ever had was hams i'm certainly not drinking well i might drink hams now and then but, uh, <laughs> I, I mean yeah. but, the bottom, drank, but, but let's, be well, exactly. the bottom line is that we are all at a different spot right now and we're now drinking the drake's oak age beers and we're drinking the brett beers and we're doing all that and that's the bottom that's the point of this conversation is that we all kind of it, we go we go to another place after we've tasted something, and that's the beauty of the regional brewer, and that's the beauty of the of the of the of, of the brew pub brewer is that a guy like Roger Davis who's a, a, you know a local brewer and is able to do this and bottle it. That's the most important thing is bottle it and send that beer around and make it happen. Some of the big regional brewers they do become complacent because they are kind of like a step below. The big breweries, and they still have to make kind of like relatively, you know, uh, you know not not very the interesting same, beers. Same beer, all the exactly. time. I don't want to name names because I. They might be a sponsor on the show, but the bottom line is that... Uh, There's
6: no sponsors on the show. Come on. You can
0: name any <laughs> name. <laughs> you're not going to piss okay. anybody off. I, I doesn't I would that mean
5: that I you're sort Jimil. of throwing the style guidelines out of the window and just saying brew beer?
0: No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that what happens is that it's a pyramid almost, or an inverse pyramid. He, he, he mentioned pyramid. Where um, What I'm saying is that... You have mass-produced beers as kind of the upper, that are the the, the most, like, acceptable, and they don't offend, and, uh, and and everybody drinks them, or most of the people drink them. And then you kind of go down from that pyramid, and you have you know, smaller and smaller breweries that are making more and more interesting beers in interpretation of those styles. You have to admit, Steve, okay. that the beer that is being made by full sale, the IPA made by full sale or whatever, it certainly doesn't taste anything like the the IPA it's that we make or somebody else that makes an IPA no, a- at that not. level.
5: Right. Hey, I'd go so far as to say maybe it's not even an IPA. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, Eric, you're on the phone. What's up, my friend?
9: Hey, brothers. How you doing?
1: Oh, we're doing real well. How are you?
9: Good, good. I'm over in Chicago. I'm listening to you guys talk about Belgian-inspired beer. Chicago. Tourism. All right. We happen right to have uh, give us your great th- ones out in our area.
1: What do you got out there?
9: We've got uh, Goose Island over in Chicago. We've got uh, Flossport Floss Station over in Floss, Illinois, and of yeah. course, three Ford Bluery over in... Uh, Bunster, Indiana. Okay, you so know, they all have great beers. Uh, have you had,
1: had any of those guys? Uh, any of
0: those names? You, you uh, nice Goose Island. Goose yeah. Island is a great, great. Yeah, year.
4: I used to live in Chicago. They got a great IPA too. When I was going to school, and uh, yeah, Goose Island's great. Never had Three Floyds.
1: Will actually? Do you know Three Will Floyds out there, is the great. Uh, brewer?
9: Yeah.
1: Caller. They have,
9: uh, do you know yeah. Eric? Do you know?
1: Do you know the brewer Will out there? Which brewery? Are you Island? About? The, uh, no, Goose Island. It's the Goose Island. Excuse me. It's the uh, Rock Bottom.
0: No, he's actually in Goose Island. At Goose Island, know. well, anyway, whatever.
9: Uh, you know, I've I've been to their brew their brewery where they brew it, not their brew pubs, and uh, at uh, one of our homebrew club trips, and they uh, happened to service the Matilda, which is an excellent Belgian blend. If you ever had it,
0: have you? Been I guess
9: be- uh, Michael Jackson has uh, said that this is a uh, one of his uh, great beers, and he uh.
1: He actually said, "This is one of the great beers I've ever
9: that
0: had." <laughs> yeah, pretty
9: pretty much was about it. I just it.
0: myself. <laughs> have you uh, have been? Have you been at the uh, Chicago Real Ale Festival? That's a great event out there.
9: Oh yeah, thanks. I just yeah, was at yeah. well, not the Real Ale Festival. It was the Night of Living Ales, which is
0: a uh, that's a new. They, they just good. they just started that again because I know Ray Daniels was doing it for a few years and now he's doing it again. Yeah, I the, uh,
9: believe he's uh, like from Halfs or um, uh, the Babel Club.
1: So, yeah. do you got an opinion about whether or not we should call them Belgians out here? You've had your local ones. No, no, ones.
9: I, 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 I would definitely, uh, definitely say they're Belgian inspired because you really can't say they're Belgians. They're okay. good beers, but they're definitely an American Belgian. Okay. But they're Belgian inspired. How you can't really classify can't them, to me, on anything other than a Belgian inspired beer.
1: Okay, fair enough. Thank you for the call, Eric. I appreciate it.
9: All, all right, take
1: right, well, care, guys. Co- coming buddy, soon, Canadian inspired. One,
6: one thing, one thing I want to want to hit on is. You do not need to brew to a specific style. You can brew to anything, right? If you want to enter competition for some reason, then just decide what style it fits in. You know, don't, you don't have to brew to style. Now, for home brewers who are interested in winning competitions, we say, yep, yeah, brew to style and, and then enter it. But you don't have to. And, and the American craft brewer, I think, you know, I, I think they get an idea and they, kind of hit around that way the way they want it to be and the way they want to fit in their lineup. You're saying exactly the great. same
0: thing with the, what the craft brewer does. And, and actually, you're speaking to Brian Hunt's argument in a lot of ways because Absolutely. he is like he is like the home brewer that doesn't want to brew to style. He wants to make beer that people want to drink, and he likes to brew. I, I think and his he, argument that
6: you can't brew English beers in... You know, San Francisco is kind well,
0: of kind of odd. Well, I mean, saying, but, but I mean, you know, I, it's, it's that, the same you know? thing. It's Keep like, like if, you if you have a great dog that you like, let's mm-hmm. say your dog. My, English inspired. My dog is like my dog's a cross between a Rottweil and a Bernese Mountain Dog. He's a big dog and he doesn't he's if you enter him in a competition. Yeah, he's not going to win anything. No, he well, might win like big balls, no, but dogs mix, he's not going to win like balls.
6: But there's a big difference between a dog competition and a beer competition. No, I and don't know, think there I'm is. No, I don't think there is at all because I, I, think, I think that you think have certain. No,
0: I think that you have certain classification. Are, are, are we, we talking there, about dogs? We're no, talking about dogs. No, I'm talking no
6: mutt no, category. No, that's what I there isn't a beer competition. Well, okay, you're right. about BJCP stock islands have a mutt. Jamil,
1: Let's go to Jeff on Skype. Jeff, how are you, my friend?
8: good, thank you. you got to turn down your speakers in
1: the back there for me. I've just done that. Thank you, sir. How are you?
8: I am very good, thank you very much. And where are you Scared calling the us? the crap out of me, to be quite honest. <laughs> where
1: are you calling us from?
8: I'm calling you from Brisbane, Australia, just up the road from Oz. Oh,
1: another Oz fan. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Going through a tunnel. What's your opinion on all this business, Jeff?
8: Well, I'm about two minutes behind the conversation, but um, in my opinion, brewing its a Brewing is an art as I've been saying in the chat room and um, art follows style as much as you uh, as a lot of the artists would like to do to, um, to deny that. Yeah. Style is really I guess the inspiration for, for what they do. and the great thing about what's happening in America at the moment is that they are, re- are pushing those boundaries, um, which is what a good artist does when he uh, pushes the boundary boundary of a style. So to me, the style is the inspiration for, for a beer.
1: Right. Now, you know, Jeff makes an excellent point here because even in art, you, 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 as, as Jamila said, we, we need to classify things and we need to know where it's coming from. So when you're looking at art, you're still looking at art in the Baroque style, you're looking at modern art, you're looking at classical art, you're looking at Renaissance art, and it's still all of these, these, these sort of styles that we put it in, and, and within each style, people have pushed the limits. Uh, on the other hand, Jeff, some people created those styles. It, at, at some point or another, a style had to be created and then be called later on no, but Renaissance art. That, that's that's a follow-on to something that w- already existed. You you grew up with with
6: what was going on around you in art, in painting, and uh, you know in beer or whatever. You grew up with what was around you, and you learned how to do it. Yeah, you, a it's chef, how a chef learns how to cook all those different meals, and and a, and a brewer learns how to brew all those different. Beers and how to use the, the the palette that's available to them and the yeah. colors available, and then strikes out on their own and says, "Oh, I can," you know. this, okay. is, this is what drives
1: me. And 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 it's until you when understand, you truly that, understand the exactly,
3: yes. absolutely, Jeff. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, that's that's fair to say. You do have to have some sort of a training background.
4: <laughs> uh, um... Well, well, Roger well, I mean, but b- bottom line, there wouldn't be a double IPA if Vinny wasn't around. And well, if there that's wasn't an IPA. Vinny, but absolutely. there wouldn't be a yeah, double yeah. IPA if there wasn't an doing. IPA.
1: Yeah, and that's, right. that's, that's, it. Yeah, uh, that's I, right.
4: I guess I get what you're saying now.
1: Yeah, there wouldn't be a double if there wasn't no. a single.
4: But it,
6: yes,
8: yeah,
4: it, It's, it's only but when it's you master
8: it, and you truly it, understand bril- what you are doing that you can move forward.
6: Absolutely. Yes. It takes an artist to make that happen. It's a great point.
0: So it's style-inspired beers. Exactly. So they're still in, we're, we're back to the inspired by. Thing. Actually, you know what? I have to tell you that I'm going to take from this discussion, any time I make a Belgian beer in the future, I'm not going to use the, the phrase in style anymore. No? I'm going to use inspired. You are? Because no, I'll tell you right you, now, from a, from a business... I've text, already trademarked that. <laughs> eh, whatever, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You he, are nothing to make. He went online during the discussion and uh, actually trademarked. Believe me, trademarked. it's already <laughs> been trademarked. It's a, it's a trademark. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that you, when you think about it from uh, a... You know, some, so many different levels from the w- the the way that it, it, it brings across what you're doing and also from, almost from a marketing standpoint, inspired sounds way better than style. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sell a beer, people inspired. Know, people don't know it's what style is. Name it inspiration. But if it's inspired yeah. by... Oh, you're out there, Jamil. Well,
3: yeah.
4: You know, Danielle yeah. made a good point, too. Should we start calling our... Are my box German-inspired?
0: Absolutely not. Exactly uh, The Germans uh, have the, lost oh, out why on not? this one. Is the Sorry. ESB
5: going to become a British-styled uh, or British-inspired inspired inspired ESB? No, going to be marketing
0: inspired. inspired What's that? <laughs> Sorry, Jeff.
8: Inspired style, that's just a marketing bullshit when you think about it. The key is the competitions are people who are getting to grips with the style. The people who change the styles are the people who have mastered them.
0: Okay. Yeah, but I disagree with you because I, think I that, like that point a lot. The, no, no, but you're saying that you Sean <laughs> disagrees, but I I agree completely. I mean, you're, you're you're saying that inspired I, I is the too. is the wrong phrase. I mean, I just think that doesn't it, matter
8: to me either way. Well, I think in it terms, just a word. I think it, I think well, it is, but it, it's <laughs> but all they
0: are is words. And I think at the end of the day, it's like as long as you're 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 trying to you're trying to tell people what you're doing. Yes. I mean, that's the bottom line is that yes. when somebody pulls up, and if I say Belgian inspired beer, they're expecting their expectation is a certain level. Yep. If I say it's a blonde, their expecting Expectation is a certain level, and I that's all it's about. That, is that expectations
5: only is if they know what the beer is, though, Sean? I mean, uh, why don't you just say well, making well, good
0: beer? No, but well, that's, why, that's what we're talking around right when now. When you
6: say pine tree or you know or shrub or whatever, you know, you have different expectations, you have different understanding. That's why we have words, and that's why we categorize just for the, things. Just for so reference, so
0: Steve is a debate major, so um, he's going to argue. He, he doesn't matter what side you're taking right, he'll yeah, argue very. Smack Steve down here exactly. That I, Hit that uh, three full <laughs> Philosopher's beer over here. I just was there.
1: hoping that Jameel could explain to me again why we have words.
0: I know what's going on. Here? Let's just <laughs> Not sit here. That you
1: understand them,
0: This will be the sound of beer in the yeah. future. This will be like the way we describe beer in the future.
1: Not that I know anything about it. Tastes wet. Yeah.
8: Just look at it like music. You can do wonderful things with three chords.
1: Yeah, yeah.
8: <laughs> but it takes somebody like Beethoven, who purely understood what music was all about, to create something new. No. You and need to understand what you are doing before you can create something great. I like Jeff. And that's what that's what American brewing is all about at the moment. I think they are creating something great by understanding what is already there.
0: So, what are you drinking right now, Jeff?
8: I'm actually drinking a Schneider um, Adventinus.
0: Ah, uh, one of my favorites. Which nice. It's
8: a classic um, uh, German beer.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: One of the classics. But um, I've also tasted a lot of the great American beers that are happening at the moment, and I think what you're doing over there is absolutely fantastic.
1: Well, oh, good work, then, guys.
0: Well, as a representative, of the uh, <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Thanks. For don't the don't, call.
6: don't take credit
1: for it. I'm. Oh, shut up. me.
0: I'm going to kick your. Yeah,
8: you guys. You guys. All about Twenty First Amendment. That's the important thing.
6: <laughs> thank you, you guys, guys. Get it.
1: You, you make some excellent points, Jeff. And thank you for the call. Okay. <laughs> This is insanity around here. It it's, is. We're uh, getting out there. gotta, I gotta get one of those microphone systems that like shuts off one as the other one is talking. Everyone's got so many things to say, but that's really an awesome thing. As I pour myself another beer and laugh at you guys for talking over each other.
0: Well, you know, we tried the, uh we tried uh, in between the one you're pouring now and the last one, we've tried two <laughs> others actually. From from New Blair, uh, Jamil, you are just. I think we should have the Jamil burping show. Jamil's microphone gets turned off now. He's like the, in the dock spot. <laughs> um, the New glaris Brewing Company out there in uh, New Glarus Wisconsin and uh, this is made by uh, uh Dan Carey who's uh who's uh, actually uh, from San Francisco and uh and he um, and he uh he brews this beer with 1 pound of Durborough County uh, uh cherries in uh, in basically uh uh, a 22-ounce bottle, and it's just a great beer. I mean, what do you think of it? You, you guys had it before.
1: That one, it's really a, a strong... It's, 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 it's nice, but it's just such a strong fruit flavor. I mean, You're, how many pounds did you just say of cherries? One cherry?
0: pound. One pound of cherries That's are in awesome. there. That's um, awesome. A lot of people really like it, and it wins the gold medal every year, or just about every year, uh, in the fruit category at the GABF. So, um, it, and it's one of those things where... You almost don't even, I, we would enter our watermelon wheat from the 21st amendment in the fruit category, but it's so subtle and it's so in the background that it just is not, it's, this beer just, do, the fruit just dominates this beer. It's over the top. I remember when I was on the show for the first time, you had a, your first female caller that was, that uh, they actually really dig the uh, the the, uh, the cherry red from uh, New Glarus. Oh meat. yeah, yeah. And it's uh, you can't even compete in the category. I mean, it's just they win it every time, every year. And and we go back there, Steve and I go back there, and we drink uh, two pints of it, one ounce at a time.
6: Well, I'll tell you, you know, your your watermelon beer is going to be one of the first beers judged because the judges will look at that and say, well, that's going to be more subtle. Let's move it to the front of the pack, you know, and they'll move something like this towards the end and you end up, you know, e- either that helps you or that hurts you. So it's hurt us every time. There's, we there's, don't enter it anymore. There's that whole science of. Uh, I got a friend who who convinced me that the smoked beer that that always does really well is the lightest beer you can smoke because the judges will look at it and they go, oh, well, this is uh, you know a you know American you know light lager yeah. smoked. Oh, we better move that to the front. Uh, You know, it's a hefeweizen smoked. We better move it to the front. And so uh before the judge's palates get blown on all the smoke and they can't taste the smoke in the later beers you you actually have a little advantage in that so there's a whole
1: science of if <laughs> i knew that as a judge you get blown i'd be a bjcp qualified <laughs> judge already oz i'm gonna give you the last word here my friend what do you have to say
7: well if we can go back to um a, a couple well. of things saying something's inspired is gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that, hey, hey, my it's friend is as good a last word as any. <laughs>
0: hey Oz, can you just if, tell us how you really feel?
7: <laughs> <laughs> if I go and buy something that's bloody Belgian inspired, what the big marketing thing now in Australia is aftershaves and perfumes and shit like that that say it's uh, CK one inspired. That's telling me it's fake. Okay. If I go and buy a beer that says it's Belgian inspired. But that's say, you're, talking about,
4: you're talking about apples and oranges. Yeah. No,
7: no, no.
0: You're wrong. So what that's perfume are you wearing it. right now? <laughs> <laughs> I am now so leaving Oz, the studio. Oz, yeah. What what but what what, you
7: what,
6: what mort beer was it you told me to, to drink in Belgium?
7: Mortzebute.
6: Which one? Ah, lots of beer. Uh,
7: the Cassis. cassis Uh
6: no, I had the Hoos and I had the uh, I had the uh, frambois. And uh, I, was, I was trying to hit them all so I'd get the one that you told yeah. me to have. <laughs> right, this one not.
7: It's a black currant. Black current
6: black current, um, yeah. No, I, yeah, I did not yeah. I did not have that one. I think
1: your I CPR draft, machine sorry. is beeping in the background <laughs> there, Oz. Are you all right? Yeah.
7: Part's still going. You're about to <laughs> flatline, Mike. What are you just drinking, Oz, up. right now? Yeah, I'm I'm on the um the Schneider aventinas with um with Skipper. He brought me around the bottle this morning. Oh, oh cool! We, we had our own official tasting, so you guys didn't mind have one. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. Oh, we're tasting. Oh, we're <laughs> tasting. Oh, all right, Oz. all right. Thank you, Oz. I gotta go, my friend.
7: No worries. Chief. Appreciate the call. All right,
1: here's what we're gonna do. Wow. This is good stuff. I like this. I like the show. I like the argument. Uh, I like you guys. You're a lot of fun and it's it's turned out to be a really unique show for the Brewing Network. We've not had quite a forum like this and I, and I'm pretty happy about it. We'll have to, uh, and what I mean by forum is a, is a, is microphones to burp in. <laughs> of course. Let, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're just gonna have a little bit of fun, and then get the hell out of here. We're gonna do stump the brewer. You got four people to stump in here, guys. So uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tie it on because we got four pretty strong brewers, pretty pretty strong brewing minds in the room, and uh, you're gonna have to do some good stuff to stump <laughs> them. I think. Uh, Well, we at least got four people that make beer. So uh, (laughs) that's... There you go, Justin. Thank you very much for calling it true. (laughs) Bastard. So uh, a little bit of fun when we come back. It's the Brewing Network. Turn into the Brewing Network Roundtable. And I like it. It's good stuff, everybody. We'll be right back. Thanks. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Yeah, good angry song for all the arguments.
2: You, you want to <laughs> hear how philosophical some of our listeners can be? Of course. It's very nice thing what he said. This is from Skipper, and I think it's a good closer of this whole argument. All He's right. drunk. Brewing is an art, and no matter how much artists try to deny it, art is defined and inspired by styles. The true artist who defines new styles has a deep understanding of the existing styles before he breaks them.
8: Well, there you cheers go. to that! Actually, and I, would I agree. agree with
0: that. Yeah, me too. I'm a so, yay!
2: <laughs> You're just a dumb to get Not it. Me. Oh.
0: Justin, get over here. Let me give you a hug. I'm going to disagree with that. Is it Friday
1: Hug Day already? It's already Hug Day. Come on, come on, come here. Come here. It's Huggy Friday.
2: <laughs> All right, let's go back to business now, you fags.
1: Hang on, I'm drinking a Belgian. <laughs> Didn't, you didn't include me in that.
6: I'm, I'm drinking now, this. i um, uh,
2: talking to these guys. What's
0: that
1: called right there,
0: this Sean? One yes, sir. It's the uh, Delirium Tremens. Um, That's it's a big beer. That's a really good one. But it tastes light. It's a,
1: It's one of the lighter uh, flavors that we got. 8.5% alcohol. Steve's favorites. Did you, did you have the armpit beer? I didn't. What's, which one's the armpit beer? Oh, that one. No. What's, that one what's that one called? I didn't have the Scaldus. What's it called? Scaldus scaldus It tastes like a, armpit. It's kind of got an armpitty thing. In, in a way. good way or a not so good way? Uh, in a pretty good way. It's spi- almost spicy, peppery. Here, you, why don't you pour some? Just save me a little taste, because I'm still I'm still finishing the other one. Armpitty. All right, stump the brewer, and then we're gonna get out of here. It's a it's a late show, and 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 Daniela's got Sopranos to get to. <laughs> so uh, we gotta we gotta get this over with. And
2: all right, let's go uh, with the first one. Oh, stop this! We gotta, where's
1: Where's
0: Roger? Roger is uh. He's falling on the toilet. Well, okay. Doing the long pee.
2: So this first one is for three brewers. Okay. There is one type of sugar that can be digested by either lager or ale yeast, but not the other. Which type of yeast and what sugar?
6: What? Mal- Malto trios.
5: Malto trios by uh, lager, lager yeast. Yeah. Hmm. Not, is so that why, not why, the why answer
1: they had?
2: The you answer and its direction. Don't e- don't
1: give the answer. It, is what they just huh? said not the answer? No. Okay. Well, Why
6: so don't you add a, a the extra ask the long question. Long-chain sugars with uh, the, the lager yeast is the only
1: thing it'll do. Eh? What do they have as an answer?
2: Lager yeast will digest raffinose. Raffinose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Is that what you said? Well,
6: raffinose
1: and maltotriose
6: and. It's all the, 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 the there's the, uh, the 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 simple sugars, the double sugars, the triple sugars, right. uh, the quadruple sugars, right? Uh, and then and then the longer yeast will, will ferment the, the longer chain sugars. Mm.
2: So you were basically not stumped. I don't think so.
6: I don't think Steve. we're stumped at all there.
2: All right, not I think, I think, stumped. I think then. we're a
1: little liquored up, but I don't think we're stumped.
2: I think that Corona tastes yes. like
1: it tastes like water and corn. is I've not, soiled myself. It's not very.
2: Next good. Next question from Bentwood Blue: mm-hmm. When mashing, wrong. What, <laughs> what temperature? <laughs> actua- False. Hey. Sorry. You be quiet now.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, Daniela. <laughs> oh, she's, she's, she's got the German a, thing going on there. Putting she's putting the smack She's really pissed for someone that took my money last
2: week. <laughs> well, it's because the Sopranos
0: are on in about an hour. That's right. <laughs> she's and she's hot, along. too, you know. Go, Go ahead, Daniel. When,
2: <laughs> when mashing, what temperature activates the beta-glucanase?
0: Beta-glucanase. Glucanase. A, Glucanase
2: and 104 degrees Fahrenheit, or B, 40 degrees Celsius, he writes there.
6: With of, 104?
4: You went Fahrenheit to, It's like uh, beta, 140... You're
6: talking about beta-glucanase enzyme? No, and that's too high for glu- beta-glucanase. So well,
2: 104 glu- degrees Fahrenheit rest. and 40 glu- we're talking about a protein rest, so it's yeah. a lot lower. It's like, like around
0: glu- 140, glucans. actually. No, 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 no 140, 140,
6: 143. No, proteins stop at one, 131. It's at 40. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's like 104. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's low. Yeah. 104?
1: That's
6: low. Beta-glucan.
1: Not stumped. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't know the we don't know the exact answer, but w- I'm going I'm going one
6: 140, uh, for glucan. Glucan uh, forty five. for glucon going forty degrees wait, wait. centigrade can you, you glucons the gummy the gummy can I have the question
2: again guys please? you don't even get the question I gave you two <laughs> options and you come out through give me but, different numbers no, the question is one hundred four degrees Fahrenheit or forty degrees Celsius.
5: Oh. 40 degrees Celsius.
2: Just place yeah. them.
6: All right. Well, what, what was the question? That's, that's like the same thing, though. When mashing, what, what temperature activates Fahrenheit the beta 104 Fahrenheit and glucosin. 40 degrees Celsius, about the same
0: thing.
2: Jameel is not stumped. Trick question. It was a trick question.
0: question.
7: Was that
2: guy?
0: <laughs> I can't even utilize that range in my mash tun. But it's but but it's 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 right, what's with the hillbilly rat re- uh, it's, it's the exact gum- this is question. what the discussion sounds like I know really those sound this sounds like. like you know we all sound like we sound like we're all like we're sort of we're channeling doc right now cuz we're like break <bring> it out <laughs> uh, break it out You got another one Daniela?
2: <laughs> yes I do. If John you guys would shut up I could ask it. I'll shut them
1: up. Go ahead. Their microphones are all off.
2: Thank you. You go right ahead. <laughs> why, why do the bubbles in a stout go down in the glass? Oh, I see empty faces. No,
6: no, no,
0: no, no. No, uh, that's a misnomer. They, yeah. actually, no, <laughs> no, they don't. You're talking about nitrogenized beers, and specifically, you're, you're probably speaking about Guinness. Or those beers where the nitrogen is a dissolved in the solution. There's a minimal amount of CO2, and the yeah. but but they do. They actually do go down on the sides. They do go along the sides. What what happens they, is the they, hydrodynamics. Go, it pulls up in the it middle. It pulls up, uh, but they come down on the sides and they come up in right, the middle, and that's right. what pulls the CO2 exactly. out of solution. I mean, when and the nitrogen is lighter. The it's John lighter. It's The,
2: snore. the, the it liquid crazy. the liquid
0: flow come up on, the center. Come on, sweetheart. it, on it's it's it, it to
6: rise on the surface and it has to go somewhere. Exactly. It doesn't jump out of the glass. It drops down the sides. And then
1: it goes pulls, out eventually. Pulls the nitrogen down. I have here exactly. that the short answer would be that the CO2 bubbles force the nitrogen bubbles down. No, nah, the that's CO2 nonsense. as it's coming up, it's it's it, it circulates all, it's and, all the and forces the nitrogen.
4: It's all the bubbles going up. Can you hear me now? Down? Yeah. No, CO2. Sean and actually, I know what we're talking about. CO2 is actually uh, not stumped. Come up.
0: Not stumped. Not stumped. If I could
1: have understood the
6: answer <laughs> out of either one of you, I might say. Okay, what an okay, you. What one is. of
0: you give a clear answer. Okay, what's happening basically is you have like a nitrogenized beer. Nitrogen is in solution. It's a lighter than air gas. It's lighter than CO2. So what happens is the CO2 is putting pressure down on, hydrostatic pressure on the glass. Forcing the lighter than air gas, which is nitrogen to uh, daniel you're awake right now uh, up and uh, up and through and then eventually up and pulling the c o two up out of solution and that 's what 's creating the dense head
1: Jamil, is that the, is that a correct yeah, description well, well, yeah what uh, uh, you're, you're, oh, for fuck's sake, yes or no? <laughs> not stumped. Not, not stumped. <laughs> but please. will
0: somebody please r- wake up Danielle? They, they modeled this they, right they, now. It's
2: like
1: scientists' years to you model want, this. You want to give one more, Danielle, and then we're getting out of here. This is ridiculous. It's <laughs> goddamn ridiculous.
2: Morte subute, meaning English.
4: Martin subute. S- something deaf.
2: Morte subute.
4: Subute
0: means. Uh,
4: oh, uh, Steve, Steve was on that. <laughs>
0: That's probably from the Australians, isn't it? Yeah. It, <laughs> is. Yeah, it, <laughs> is. Uh, it is. Mother effers.
1: Something, uh, something
0: death. Uh Sudden
1: death. Sudden
6: death. That's
0: it is. correct.
2: You guys are good. Okay. All right.
1: As I had said, we will not have a Stump the Brewer today because we have four brilliant minds in here. And then we got these brewers what? around, where, too. Where, where the fuck are the brilliant, brilliant... What? You want to do another one, didn't you? I had
2: another one. I can't find it right now. because ah, it. it was a good one because he says, the bitches will not know my question.
0: The bitches. You know what? <laughs> you. Sweetheart, you find that right now. That's from Vinny, isn't it? <laughs> They're ready. It,
2: yeah. was, it was from Offensive CJ, but he didn't PM me.
1: Hence the bitches. Sorry, problem. CJ. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say that our brewers have not been stumped for the first time in Brewing Network history. I don't they know, know if we got
0: any straight answers. Dealer,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a confusion of the gas. Right, the gas goes
0: there and it comes up and then it happens.
1: <laughs> exactly. I hate Corona.
0: <laughs> 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 Alright. Alright, Conan.
1: I want to thank everybody for coming in the studio today. You guys have been awesome. Of course, we've had Sean O'Sullivan and his assistant brewer Steve hanging out with us. Roger from Drake's, always a pleasure. Jamil, uh, always a uh, pain in the ass to have you around, but you got a lot of good stuff to say, so we do it anyway. And <laughs> Daniela. Thank you for all the work you do in the
0: chat. And her beer. Let's give her a big round of applause for her beer. Yeah, it was yeah, really
1: uh It was good beer.
2: Thank you. Very,
1: very good beer. All right. Uh, you can tune in next week. We've got uh, Colin Kaminsky is coming in. Um, God damn it. I can't remember the name of his brewery right now. Downtown Joe's. Downtown Joe's. Yeah, thank that... you. Colin Kaminsky from Downtown Joe's. Also, Great Eric guy. Beer is going to be joining him. He's been in here before. Helped us uh, learn how to make... A, uh, Do you want to take that call, or should we take let it them... Take it right off the air,
2: on the air, oh, if you want it.
1: to. Caller, you're on the air. Am I on the air? <laughs> no, you're not.
10: It's I'm, CJ. Ah, <laughs> I was going to ask my question that she could not find.
1: Okay, go ahead. You're on the air. Am I on the air? <laughs> yeah. Is
0: this our little bitch? Are you in yet?
10: <laughs> <laughs> All right, what I was going to ask was, who was the head monk that was in charge of brewing at West Brooklyn?
1: At where? What you're uh, asking Wednesday. for personal names in, now in West Oakland? No, you're <laughs> yeah, West no, no Oakland, you're yeah, saying yeah. That you're asking <laughs> what the
0: monk is in West Flutterland. I live in the East Oakland. Huh? I've never heard it? of this monk. West Flutterland? West Flutterin? Uh, yeah, uh, exactly.
10: I can't say it correct because I'm not Belgian.
0: Well, then that means we haven't stumped you because you can't <laughs> but are you pronounce inspired? the name. Can are you, you a-
1: inspired to be a Belgian? Can you answer the question, <laughs> Mister O'Sullivan? I'm very inspired.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can pronounce the name. <laughs> it's brother. Um, brother something.
1: <laughs> Not stump.
0: <laughs> All right, you
1: got us. Yeah, stump? It's brother Yoss. Yeah. J-O-S. Oh, there you go, brother Yoss. Uh, All right, hey, CJ, you're the only one to stump. Thank
0: him. you, CJ. for We were just about to wrap the show up, and then you had
1: to go in and bring that one <laughs> bring in. It, Bringing it in personal names. Jesus. Knock us
10: down. I'm seriously proud of myself
0: now. Good well, let's for you. give you a big round of applause.
1: Yes, sir. There you go. All right, CJ, I'll get you some hops, buddy. Uh, send us an email. This time, you got to do it to prizes at thebrewingnetwork.com.
0: Oh, man.
4: I'm yeah. stoked. Cool. I'll, I'll actually throw in a Drake's t shirt for that.
1: Oh, yeah? All right. Drake's t shirt and some hops. There oh, you go. He gets nothing from me. Oh, damn,
10: this is great. I <laughs> <laughs> not like Best it. Best night ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Send us your email uh, prizes at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll get that to you. Cool. I'll know you. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: bye. CJ uh, often calling him as a uh, as drunk of the week is now stump the brewer. He sounded
0: relatively clear today. <laughs> yeah, he was all
1: right. <laughs> don't you have to name a, a drunk of the week? I I give it to uh, myself this week. I get drunk of the week this week. Lots of Belgians and uh, having to put up with you guys. I'm drunk of the week this week. So uh, what do I get? I get nothing. Get, nothing at all. <laughs> I get to go. You get, a, you get a dinner at Applebee's. <laughs> oh God damn it! I don't even want them as a sponsor. That's how bad it is there. And I mean that.
4: Because <laughs> you have like four of them in your area. Hey, 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 hey.
1: That all was right. awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week with Colin Kaminsky. We're talking about water and also beer clarifying. Again, we're going to try the two topic show. Didn't work this week. Maybe it will next week. Try and try again is my philosophy, folks. Uh-oh. That's what I always say, too. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you later. bye Yeah, I
0: think I have that. Well, I have the one right now.